All right, well, don't yell at me. Uh, we were, were five minutes late. People are clamoring for That's Wizard. Right. Clamor for some balls in the jaws. Yeah, balls. See, this is this, this, the start with the nonsense. Listen, we were testing levels. That's what Kevin does. He's on the ones and twos. Right, I'm on the ones and twos. <laughs> the ones and the twos. Well, episode 625, Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Huge, huge, huge show for you tonight. We got Elimination Chamber. We're going to talk about that. We got picks we're going to talk about. We got Battle in the Valley we're going to talk about. We're going over the top tonight. A brand new segment that the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast is rolling out. And we're doing a Wizards Rewind 18 years ago today. No Way Out, 2005. We're going to cover that uh, and so much more. And it's all here next on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live in high-definition video and available on all podcasting and streaming platforms. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. And now, it's time for the Shining Wizards. What's up, fuckers? From the motherfucking Shining Wizards. Grab his dick and twist it! Dummy. Yeah. No. Fuck no. You cocksucker! Well, shining wizards rule the world. You are tuned in live to episode 625 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live and in living color on all forms of social media. The Facebooks, the Twitters, the Twitches, and the YouTubes. Going with you wherever you go because we are available on all streaming and podcasting platforms. We are here. We are live. We are ready to get into some wrestling talk. And talk about the wrestling. Tony. Matt. Hey, we'd like to thank Jay. each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night. Oh, I hate technology so much. <laughs> Let me start it again. Tony. Matt. K. J. G. And the man who always makes us sound so great, even though technology hates us each and every week. The man on the ones and the twos. Handsome. Kevin Rogue. Kevin Rogue is in the house. Well, sorry about that snafu. It figures we try to make things better, and it just never works out that way. No, no, no. But my fellas, my fellas, how are you doing, my fellas? I missed you guys last week. Hell of a show. Uh, You were missed, as always. It's like a piece of me is gone when you're not here. That's true. Very. I like that. Yes. There's a big cavus in the the void. Void. What is it, Cavus? That's not a word. John, what is it? Yeah, what is it, Cavus? Ca- what's the what's the what's the word? What, there's like um a deep dark chasm. Cavern? Deep... No, maybe cavern. Cave? Cavern works. Let's go with cavern. Cavern is what it is. There's a cavern in my heart. 
There's like when you're not here. Cave in your chest. Yes. Chasm. I'm I'm good though. I had a very nice, low key week. Got to watch some wrestling. To watch some of the XFL. Oh. Oh God. Do you have any? Do you have any ducats on the XFL? I did. The Sea Dragons fucked me last night. So is that the Seattle team or is that the? No, that is the Seattle team. Because there's two like that are like kind of like similar names. There's like the Sea Dragons and there's the. Uh... God, what's the other team? Very similar to Sea Dragons. Angry Dragons. No, there is no other. There's nothing. Ima- Imagine remote. Dragons. I believe there's not like they're... remotely close to Sea Dragons. <laughs> it's it's like a it's a two word. Pink socks starts with an S. Uh, I'll find it right now. It's the Roughnecks. It's the uh, Guardians. It is the, uh, the Defenders. The defenders. There's the Brahmas. The Sentinels. The Vipers. There is the Battlehawks. Nah, okay. So, all right. I was thinking of Battlehawks, but I was way off in terms of how close that is to Sea Dragons. They're both so, air-faring yeah. creatures. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself this this past week. Uh, Kept it low key. How about you boys? Yeah, same. Little low key ski magiski. Yeah, it was a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend too. Almost Holy too much. God, it was a lot of wrestling to watch. How do you get through it all? I don't even know. What about you, handsome Kevin? Busy, busy, busy weekend for me. Uh, it was uh yeah had a show on saturday went great had a really good time and then uh, i had to pick my wife up from the airport she flew back in from vegas on saturday so it was supposed to be kind of directly after the show i would go from the show to going to pick her up but her flight got delayed i think five times so it wasn't until after 5 a.m that we finally got home and into bed so Sunday was a complete wash. Sunday was a fucking couch day. Nothing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a real busy weekend. Got to watch a ton of wrestling, um, and you know, got to participate in uh, in some wrestling. So, all in all, I think it was a win. Outside that, like I said, that late night was rough. It's hard, man. Like when we were when we were younger, it was easy, right? You'd be like I'll stay up till five, wake up at you know eight o'clock, and be fucking fine. Yeah, no. Now it's like takes like three days just to get back into like the groove of things. Uh, I mean, I'll still stay up till five, but I'll sleep till like two o'clock in the afternoon. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do I, what do nice. I gotta do? I don't know. <laughs> Diana, son, how was your uh, how was your uh, week, buddy? Well, my week, my whole week, every um, single day. I want every single day, Tony. Boring. I mean, I worked last week. And what do we do Saturday? I don't even remember what we did Saturday. Did we go somewhere? We went to, oh, we went out to Hibachi Saturday night. Had myself some uh, some chicken and shrimp. It was good times. Good times. Did you watch New Japan while you were there? Uh, no. Oh, okay. They did not have it on the TV. So, unfortunately, I did not watch it. Although, I did catch some of the New Japans. Did we some were... wrestling watching this weekend. Yeah. We're going to talk about all that, but we're going to unveil a brand new segment on the shining wizards wrestling podcast we're trying not to do marathon shows but we do want to cover everything for you guys out there so what we're doing here we're calling this over the top oh boy. what nervous. i'm going to do is i'm going to give you results from the last week from all of our favorite promotions uh and then after uh some of the results tony is going to put that those results over the top 
with some kind of uh, I don't know. What do you want to call them? In- little information trinkets, analysis, do something, something to throw everything over the top. It's like we're done talking about New Japan. We're gonna throw that shit over the top. Get it out of here. <laughs> And obviously we'll run through all the results and then we'll go back to the important stuff. So, you know, when I get to the elimination chamber and batter it, chamber, baby, let's go to the chamberers and battle in the Valley. We're going to run through those. Tony's going to put it over the top, but obviously there's a lot to talk about. So we'll go back and cover those uh, events and the shows and the picks and any of the hot news from the week. But we're going to start in the NWA. Oh boy. All right, we're going to do the NWA and NXT, and then Tony's going to put those motherfuckers over the top. So in the NWA, we have a brand-new television champion as Tom Lattimore successfully defeats Jordan Clearwater. La Rosa Negra, her uh, rise is is she's blowing through the women's division. She defeats Angelina Love. La Rebellion are successful against the Mortons in a tag title match, and Tyrus beats Rolando Freeman to retain the NWA world champion. Over on NXT... This past week, Tyler Bate defeated Grayson Waller. Tiffany Stratton defeated Thea Hale. Axiom defeated Damon Kemp. Wesley successfully defended his North American title against Von Wagner. Charlie Dempsey defeats Hank Walker. These are like made up names. Miko <laughs> Satamora and Roxanne Miko Maestro? Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Tony! Take us over the top. Did you know oysters can change from one gender to another and then change back again? <laughs> so, hold on. So when you tell an oyster to go fuck itself, it will respond gladly. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so you could bang an oyster. And then no, I'm not me. What the fuck I'm just saying, right, in the oyster community, that's right. A male oyster can bang a female oyster, and then that female oyster could be like, surprise, I'm a dude now. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, this I mean, world in 2023. Am yeah, I right? Pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> Oysters right? are way ahead of us as people. Yeah, oysters, hey, I'm oysters. a chick. You want to see my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Put those balls in the jaws. <laughs> hey, shuck you. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> exactly. Is there a specific website you go to find this uh, riveting information? I have my sources. I will not reveal I love them. It. You have oyster sources. Fuck you. Most people have oyster sauces. You have oyster sources. There it is. <laughs> Let's uh, run down uh, the world of AEW, shall we? Oh, fuck. I got good ones for AEW. On Dynamite, Billy Gunn, Orange Cassidy, and the Acclaimed successfully defeated Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. In a Texas Tornado tag match, the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli, and John Moxley defeated LFI, Preston Vance, and Roosh. Mark Briscoe defeated Josh Woods. Jungle Jack Perry beat Brian Cage. Adam Page defeated Kip Sabian. And Ruby Soho won a three-way dance with Britt Baker and Tony Storm. Over on Rampage, the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson defeated AR Fox and Top Flight. Ricky Starks defeated Daniel Garcia. Jade Cargill continues to run up her winning total. Uh, she defeated Vert Vixen. And Dustin Rose defeated Swerve Strickland by disqualification. Tony, put it over Did- the top. 
camels have three eyelids and i'm jealous because if i had to sit through rampage and fucking all this other <laughs> shit i'd want to make sure my eyes were shut too brutal See, uh, i know <laughs> matt i'm sorry to cut you off i know this is a new gimmick that we're doing but i didn't realize that christian came back and i watched dynamite i guess i missed that part he attacked uh, jungle boy that's a big uh, deal Tony, did we get any schematics on the three eyelids? That's what I was wondering, too. Is it like a three-way? No, apparently the third eyelid is meant to keep, like, sand and dust and whatnot out of a camel's eyes. And surprisingly, I believe there's a bunch of other animals, including dogs, maybe have them. But it goes left to right as opposed to up and down. So I guess it kind of acts like a little windshield washer wiper thing. Hold on. What are the other, so what are, the other, what are the other two fucking eyelids doing? The top and the bottom? (laughs) They need more protection. Like, look, you don't hang out in the sand, right? The the camels do. They need a little extra protection. You know what it's like to get a little sand in your eyes when you're at the beach, don't you? Fucking hurts. I mean, the camels don't even have, like, fucking hands to brush it out of their eyes. They got hooves. Yeah, poor fucking things. Imagine hoofing yourself in the eye. Yeah, not, not, not very pleasant. Interesting. Yes, more interesting than what you told us about Dynamite and Rampage. Well, we can, we'll circle back because I know Kevin wants to talk about Christian Cage. Impact Wrestling, Kushida successfully defeated Chris Bay. I don't know why I always feel like I have to say successfully defeated. Because, uh, and, yeah, you're, you're thinking like it's like a title match where you're saying successfully defended. Like defeating uh, is success. So Let me try that again. Redundant. Defeated. Like that. That's what you say when someone gets their legs chopped off. Accurate. <laughs> Camels. An impact, Kushida defeated Chris Bay. In a no-surrender qualifying match, Steve Macklin defeated Rhino. This is not a typo. Fucking Barry Horowitz beat Johnny Swinger on impact in 2023. Fucking Barry Horowitz. No-surrender qualifying match, Heath defeated Eddie Edwards. Masha Slamovich defeated Alicia Edwards. And Rich Swan defeated Kenny King. Over on MLW, get out of here, Nelly. Calvin Tankman defeated Willie Mack. Taya Valkyrie defended her MLW featherweight championship against Zoe Sky. And the real one defeated Mance Warner in a street fight. Tony. And more shit no one wanted. A Greek man moved to Canada and he was actually responsible for inventing Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> Back to you, Matt. <laughs> So the hate for pineapple on pizza is actually because of, of a Greek man? A Greek man living in Canada. See also white, comma, snowy. For more shit we don't want to know about Canada. <laughs> don't you dare be smirked the great country of Canada. Oh, he he doesn't give a shit about snowy, but don't make fun of Canada. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of with Kevin on this one. <laughs> I mean, I like him. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't see <laughs> Snowy in the chat, do you? Yeah, what's Snowy doing on a Monday night? Not watching or listening to the Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Snowy. And our last of the over-the-top. I got to make sure I find this other one first. How those Winnipeg Jets do, Snowy? Yeah. The Devils. They lost. Wait, they the, Jets are, the Jets are still a team? The Winnipeg Jets, yeah. Oh, God. They were the Hartford Whalers. And then they the were the Atlanta Thrashers, and then they were, now they're the Winnipeg Jets again. I think that's right. Oh, the wow. Hartford Whalers might be the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. 
the Whalers to the Hurricanes. They, the Winnipeg Jets were the Thrashers, and the Thrashers went back to Winnipeg. It was something weird like that. But yes, but they're back, Tony. Wow. So he loves them. Great. <laughs> and our last, shuck you, set of results from the Elimination Chamber Saturday night. Asuka defeats Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natty, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez. Bobby Lashley defeats Brock Lesnar by disqualification in a mixed tag team match. Beth Phoenix and Edge defeated the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. The United States title elimination chamber. Austin Theory defeated Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth Rollins. And in your main event, Roman Reigns defeated Sami Zayn. Over in New Japan, Battle in the Valley. Alex Coughlin defeated J.R. Kratos. David Finley defeated Bobby Fish. The team of Kevin Knight, Kushida, the DKC, and Volgar Jr. defeated Adrian Quest, Josh Alexander, Mascarado Dorado, and Rocky Romero. <laughs> the New Japan Championship title changed hands as Kenta defeated Fred Rosser. The New Japan Strong Tag Team title stayed in the Motor City Machine Guns camp as they defeated the West Coast Wrecking Crew. In a Loser Leaves New Japan match, Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White. In a Filthy Rules match, Tom Lawler defeated Homicide. In the New Japan World Television title match, Zack Sabre Jr. successfully defended his title against Clark Connors. In the IWGP Women's title match, Mercedes Monet defeated Kyrie, the Pirates that nobody cares about. In the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, Kushida Okada defeated Tanahasho. Tony, put us over the top. Hart Island, located in the Bronx, New York, is the final burial place of over one million unclaimed bodies. You've got nothing funny to add to that? Make your own jokes. <laughs> Moment of silence? Hart <laughs> Island? Okay, see also Finn Balor's career. <laughs> Finn Balor's a superstar, man. Don't you dare. Finn Balor's dare. a fucking he's a he's a he's a white egg in a in a container of browns. He does not fit in with Judgment Day. What do you mean? He's a leader of Judgment Day. He sucks! You suck! Look at Damian Priest, look at fucking Dominic, look at mommy, and then look at Finn Balor. One he's of these the, things is not like the other. He's the straw that stirs the drink. No, he's not. He's like, you know what he drink, does? He the stirs straw. the drink and then they throw him away. Say some some drinks don't need straws. Yeah. Hey, isn't that what he no. says? Hey. No, Finn. All right. So did they did they kind of not make him great? Yes. But yeah. He's still when when it, when the angle happened. First of all, the angle was so stupid to begin with. And then because I think someone, I think Cody got hurt, so they needed another baby face, so they made Edge a baby face again. And then they did this whole uh, new Judgment Day, which I really enjoy. And I think Finn easily could be top guy and anytime he wants to be. Just Not saying. with Judgment Day, he can't. Oh, he definitely can. Uh, who yeah, won that Tony. match again? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When was the last time yeah. Finn won a match? Yeah. Tony um, Ryan Sullivan yeah. wants to know. Nope, that's not what I wanted. Tony is a flamingo. <laughs> Tony is a what? flamingo. That's good. Oh, just as good. Oh, 
Nope, nope. Uh, Brian Sullivan wants to know, wait, Dom fits but not Finn? Yeah, because that's mommy's bitch. Don't you get it? He's a fucking hardened cholo now. What the fuck yeah, did but, Finn ever do? But that's a, that should be like a storyline like in amongst itself and not a part of like the evil judgment day. Type. Damian Priest looks like he's ready to judge people. Rhea Ripley looks like she's ready to judge people. Finn Balor looks like the fucking court martial. What? what you mean? Yeah, the court, court marshal. The court marshal. The marshal that's in the court. Yeah, all right. <sighs> Lost me on that one. All right, so we are in uh, elimination chamber mode here, boys. Big show this weekend. Well, we made a lot of picks this week, and Tony continues to pepper us with the I hate picks text messages. Yep, hate them. How do you feel like you did this weekend, Tony? I think I did okay. When you reading that New Japan results, I think I did okay. All right, all right. Did, yeah. Yeah, I just want to get a feel for how you're feeling. Okay. How are you feeling? So we're still all tied, no? No, we're not still all tied. Oh, fucking Brundon sucks a dick. <laughs> no, no, the dick Wait, I won. I, I took a, it looks like I took a game lead. No, no, you did not take a game lead. You're both Tony and Kevin, or Diana's son, now that you are being known as. You both had identical records from the weekend. You both went three and two at Elimination Chamber, eight and two at Battle in the Valley. So you're both 34 and 14. Brundon had a strong showing at Elimination Chamber, but he went poo poo on uh, New Japan. I went two and three with my Sami Zayn pick, and then a not so great showing. But then Handsome Kevin, he continues to impress one and four at Elimination Chamber and an even 500 at New Japan's Battle in yeah. the Valley. Must have been uh, all that time at the fucking airport, dude. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> but, uh, Whoa! We all I'll lost. It. I'll say it again. Oh! <laughs> we all lost the Judgment Night match. Judgment Day, whatever the fuck they call themselves. <laughs> we all lost that match across the board. Uh, the only other loss for Tony and Kevin was the Brock Lesnar match, yeah. which Kevin actually switched after I he switched. said his picks. What a fucking dumb result that shit was. Uh, I, I knew lost, it was going to be that, though. I lost the Sami Zayn match, and then Brundon only lost the Judgment Night match. He was the only one that picked uh, Lashley. And then a handsome Kevin, I mean. <laughs> Tough go of it, brother. You took Raquel to win the Women's Chamber. You took yeah. Brock to win. Obviously, yep. Judgment Night, and you uh, were in the same camp as me with Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was more picking with my heart, man. The Raquel pick wasn't isn't a bad pick. That was that was either that was fifty fifty as far as I'm concerned with her or Oscar. And I also wanted to pick Raquel, but then like I just saw so much like so much like uh, enthusiasm for this new Oscar character that I was like, you know what, you know. Stay away from your heart. Bet with the smart money, and go with Oscar. Well, that like where my head was at with that too was like, okay, they re, kind of reintroduce Oscar. It makes sense for her to win at the same time she's already been to the pinnacle, right? And trying to build up somebody else to come in and be able to also be in that same conversation or viewed that same way. I thought that Rodriguez would have been a great person to do that and get launched, even if she doesn't win at Mania. Getting that opportunity in that spotlight, I thought it was going to would be well, a good play by them. 
Well, that's the thing. We're talking. We're not talking about just another pay per view. We are talking about WrestleMania. So you want to have the best possible matches and the most entertaining thing possible. And while Raquel might be able to deliver that, I don't know if she's there yet right. to the fact where she's not going to have an Asuka Bianca type good banger match. She might be able to pull something great off. Yeah. And I think she will eventually. But I feel like this was the smart decision for the card of Mania. Top names. Oscar's a top name. Bianca's a top name. Raquel will probably have her moment. Maybe she'll get factored into a be- uh, of a Becky uh, Lita. I have a feeling they went with some sort of six-man or six-woman tag match there. Because I heard Trish Stratus is supposed to be on Raw tonight. So maybe they'll put her in, in that scenario somewhere. But Raquel's is gonna have her time. It's just not now. What did you guys think of the pay per view Saturday night, uh, the Elimination Chamber? Before we dive into it, overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I watched it on. I think I watched it uh, yesterday. I watched it yesterday, and it was really, really good. Uh, a lot of MVPs, a lot of standout performances. Guys like Montez Ford, uh, Austin Theory. Uh, you know, it was. It, I I really enjoyed it. I think uh, I think the match of the night. If I had to throw one out there right now, I mean, all I mean, Sammy and, and Roman. Like, what do you what do you what do you do? That story is just the best story in the history of wrestling. So, I mean, I guess I'd have to put maybe that. But I like the women's elimination chamber a lot too. Yeah, Matt, I, I saw that you put in uh, you put out there that you really didn't care for the women's elimination match. And you know what? I really didn't have much of a problem with it. There were a couple slop shops here and there. But for the most part, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think there was anything spectacular about it. No, I mean, it didn't set the world on fire, but I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea. What are you fucking... You are fucking you? wrong. I didn't like it. <laughs> you are fucking wrong. It had, like, two fucking high spots. It was fucking boring. It was sloppy. Dude, the main know. event had, like, maybe three if we're lucky, and it was a fucking excellent match. We're not match. at the main event yet to keep your Whoa, fucking you wishes comparisons, off. bro. You're telling me there wasn't, there wasn't anything. Did you not see Liv Morgan? You just didn't. Did you do one of these yeah. when she was out there? Yeah. When she did that sunset flip, fucking oh, stop. <laughs> stop, bro. She had she had That's Daisy part of the match. She I know Daisy... it was. I don't care though. It, nothing impressed me. I found it to be very flat and boring. Eric Freed's the answer. Yes, Matt just has like an aversion to women's well, matches. Eric fucking like listened every week. He would know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not here a lot. This is nothing new, people. I don't like the women's matches. They're fucking boring. This fell into that category for me. You guys can see my beard, right? Like, it didn't. Yeah, it's there. What? You got a That's what you call that? It's <laughs> like, where's your beard? And I'm looking at my face, and I'm like, wait a minute. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. Look, no I mean, it's. There. Oh, oh my god, beard. there's such a big gap in between on the, on that side. Not a beard. No, it's just it's very light strap. over here. It's oh, that's, that's it not a beard, dude. Shave oh, it. Whatever. Get rid of it. Whatever. Get rid of it. I yeah, get rid of it. Fuck, I don't put me right, in relax, fucking dude. Don't put me in Kevin Kelly mode for Christ's sakes. <laughs> you like that? No, I don't like it for me. Why? You're a handsome guy. You are a handsome know. guy. That is true. Oh, All right, so clearly everyone thinks I'm wrong, so that's fine. You could be wrong. It's okay. It's not, wrong. it's not about being wrong. No, he's wrong. Fuck him. Okay. 
That's what I said. Remember, I said, you are wrong. That's what yeah, said, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. He said that. <laughs> Kevin Rogue. <laughs> Kevin Rogue. Hey. We all have our opinions. Well, you, could, you could take back my fucking wrestling card then, you fucking nerds. Oh, stop being a fucking ham and egger and just. How do you go, like them you? apples? So, what'd you, did you like the Lashley thing? Did you like it? He had to kick him it's in fine. the balls to fucking. It's fine for what it was. Eh. I'm if getting kind of tired. I'm getting kind of tired of like it was fine for what it was when it comes to like like that shit. Like what? All of a sudden, like Brock is kicking people in the nuts now. Like, like I don't know. It's fucking. It was stupid. I feel like this that match was supposed to just be like a story advancer exactly. to WrestleMania. Like, there's no. I would would I have loved a, a better finish? Would I have loved you know Bobby Lashley to you know? It, it was it was fine. Again, I, Tony, you just said you denounced it. It was fine for what it was. It was good. It was ballsy. It was it was no pun intended, and uh, and it was good. It's, it's they're gonna fight at Mania, and that that is where you're gonna want to spend your money to watch. Well, let me ask you this. I'm sorry to cut you off, Tony. If they're advancing this to Mania, then that completely defeats the purpose of what Bray Wyatt said Friday night on SmackDown, where he wants the winner of this match. Fucking Bray Wyatt can have my asshole if he wants. Three way dance with these three fucking dildos. Like I get Bray Wyatt and Captain Howdy. They're not the biggest dildos in WWE right now. Uh, Captain Howdy screams dildo. Oh great! And he fucking jumps and misses people by twenty feet. Fucking high spot master Captain Howdy. Good on him. Fuck him. Get him out of here. Bray Wyatt, get the fuck out! You're a fucking idiot. Get out of here. Give me creepy Alexa Bliss before I get either one of these fucking jizz bags. Oh, easy. Fucking you're jizz bagging in your pants with the creepy Alexa Bliss, buddy. Fuck yeah, dude. I will always jizz bag in my pants. I you are right. <laughs> my man, Kevin Rogue. My man. <laughs> oh. That's I don't it, know where to go. I don't know where to go from from jizz bag. Well, no. I just, if, you, if the story, if we're trying to progress to Brock and and Bobby, no, who gives a fuck? Can we talk about the main event? I also don't care about amazing. The fucking elimination, the the elimination chamber for the men's was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And look, I don't want to. The mixed tag match was good too. I thought everyone did a really good job there. Did you, with the men's elimination chamber match, did the the Logan Paul involvement, did that bother anybody at all? No, nah, because we're going to Seth Rollins for Mania. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, and that's he's a, and he's a dick. That's his character. Yeah. He's a he's and an that's asshole. The character that Austin Theory is. He's a fucking cherry picking son of a bitch. And it was so perfect. The timing was so perfect where like Montez was hurt, so they they pull him out, and then all of a sudden Logan Paul just comes in like an opportunist. Like Edge used to be the ultimate opportunist. Logan Paul was that opportunist, and it was, and he del- he delivers every big spot when you think he might mess up because he's not a, like a really super trained wrestler. When he hits every spot, he hits it perfectly. Every I don't I can't think of one spot that he's done that has gone wrong, like the the, the stuff with Ricochet at the Rumble. This his his match with Roman at uh at in Saudi Arabia. Like he hits everything to a T, like he's been doing it forever. Yeah. So I can't stand him. I, I I can't fucking stand him, but I can't argue that. He's he's exactly where he needs to be when he needs to be yeah. there. Yeah. So do you can you not stand him? Because I have no history of knowing who Logan Paul is before he got in WWE. Yeah. So maybe like some boxing stuff, Matt. Like maybe he did some of that, but other than that, like 
I have no clue who he is. So for mm-hmm. somebody who's supposedly this big star outside of wrestling coming into wrestling, I think he's acclimated as better as as good as anyone possibly could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I 100% agree with you. I just don't like him. Okay. Yeah. So do you I not just, like him because of what he's done before, or do you just not like him as a? Is he like X Pac heat to you, or like I don't? I I just I have a hard time buying into into him. Like, and I, he's he's a heel, right? So he does the does the right thing. Like I, I hate, sometimes to be honest. I, I hate him. Yeah, he does kind of go a little bit yeah. both ways. But I just don't. He's like an oyster. Um, I just I'm not a big fan. I'm just not a big big fan. He just he's, there's so much about him and his. And like his promos and shit like that, I've seen before. Like in the build up to Roman, I just I can't get into him. All right, there it is. Matt, how do you feel about Logan Paulski? I mean, you know how I feel about uh, the the uh, the uh, bad bunnies and the Logan Pauls of the world. I could I could care less about them. I get why they do it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, this makes sense because he eliminated him. He eliminated Seth at the Rumble. Like, there's a story there. Uh, they set it up perfectly. Um, I really like that they did the chamber match for the U.S. title, and it wasn't for the world title. They didn't pull that gimmick out. Um, and you know my WWE history in the last 15 years is a little shaky, but I don't. They've they've never really done like a IC title or a, a lower carded title for in the chamber, have they? No, well, I, they they did the tag titles with the yeah. women. No, the men. When? Right? Really? I, yeah. I, I, think they both. I think they both. I'm pretty sure they didn't, both. Didn't New Day win one of them one time, I think? Maybe? Sounds right. Uh, also, because there's two world titles that are under the uh, Roman yeah. Reigns umbrella, you can't have a men's match for the other title because there is no other title. So put the secondary, one of the secondary. It kind of makes sense. But then and again, so- goes back to the bigger point. Why are we having this fucking pay-per-view just for the sake of having a fucking match in the Elimination Chamber? Uh, you're, you're having a pay-per-view for the sake of having a pay-per-view. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's... Like, you have to have a February pay-per-view. Yeah, but you don't have to have, like, Elimination Chamber, you know? Like, they could fucking finally get away from that shit, but... But, the, see, I don't... I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree, but at the same time, like, why... Why not do it? Like, if you have it, why not do an elimination chamber pay-per-view like it, does, it doesn't hurt you it's a lame duck pay-per-view anyway between rumble and mania so why not do it you know what i'm saying because i i always think of a, of a match like that in a cage where it's something where it's supposed to be a big blow off to something else but here's the thing it's it's multi-man so there really is no personal issue at stake it's just people fighting for a championship or fighting for a shot at a championship. So at that with that respect, like it I, I'm okay with it, but I know I totally get what you're saying, hundred percent. I wonder if it wouldn't work better. Like, you know, obviously your rumble winner sets up your mania. If they brought the King of the Ring back, you have your King of the Ring set up your SummerSlam, and then you have your Elimination Chamber set up your Survivor series. Like just to have the, the winner of each one set up your main event for your big four. I don't know if that that would work or not, to be honest with you. Just a thought. Uh, not sure. So we could we could have eliminator matches. We could have gauntlet matches. You would love it. We could have Turn a battle us. royal every month for a, for a casino chip, <laughs> or, an X, or a giant red X. 
<laughs> you want to have a beat the clock match? Beat the clock? Scramble. Holy shit. You know what? We need beat the clock. I haven't seen that shit in a long time. Fucking beat the fucking clock. Whatever happened to like, hey, this guy's the number one contender because he beat Brock Lesnar last month. Whatever happened to that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, what happened to, like, oh, Ricky Steamboat just fucking beat so-and-so, so now he's the next guy to challenge Ric Flair. Like, what happened to that? Well, maybe if we paid attention to wins and losses, we could get there. Uh, somebody tried doing that. <laughs> it's also a different year. The whole wrestling business model has changed, right? There's There was, back then, there was maybe an hour of TV every week, and those TV shows were always used to push the live events. Right, so it made it, you know, you you didn't get to see everybody fucking four times in a week on two different shows and five to eight different segments. Like, now it's just like, you know, fucking let's run them out there. Who's the most most athletic, you know, for 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 the Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn story, there's a lot of other shit that they have not done very well. Yeah. You know, like Rick Boogs beating up on The Miz? I mean, Rick Boogs is jacked to the fucking gills, but I don't really invest in the, the gimmick. Is He just he doesn't seem like a dude who's like that. His fucking air guitar and his headbanging are atrocious. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Probably because he doesn't have long hair anymore, right? Yep. Like when he was he Boogan Hogs and whatever the yeah, fuck he, he had was. it in a fucking ponytail anyway. Yeah, but he was Rick fucking Boogs, man. Yeah, but you don't need long hair to headbang. Boogenhager, or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, come on, bro. You do. How stupid do these assholes look with shaved heads now banging their heads? Come on. All right, see, no one's saying shave your head. You got to know what you're doing. I don't think Rick Boogs knows what he's doing. I don't think he's ever listened to a Slayer song in his life. You don't no think he knows how to play guitar? shave your head is the episode name. No. <laughs> I think he loves Rain and Blood. I think he's a big Rain and Blood fan. I don't think he is. He might be able to play the, the, the guitar, but he probably play some fucking Jack Johnson, looking <laughs> dressed up like fucking Kevin over here. Or maybe play Jack. <laughs> what the fuck did I do to you, man? Nothing, but you got—you look like a fucking douchebag hipster with the fucking <laughs> on and the Holy fucking sweater. He looks—he looks like he just got done with his set at the coffee right. shop. <laughs> So I look like I look like street trash, like you right now. How about that? That's what I, I live the gimmick, bro. It looks like no, Matt, Matt looks, looks like a fucking truck. He looks like fucking Trevor fire Murdoch over here. <laughs> the fucking truck driver, Trevor Murdoch over here. <laughs> Dude, Big Rig Betty and fucking Daisy, whatever the fuck her name oh, was, God. was on was on Wow this week. And they wrestled just as badly as everybody else on that show. It was fucking awesome. Well, let's not. Well, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. So let's not talk about fucking Big Rig Betty and fucking Trouser Snake Temp Mantha. Who? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Armadillo Amy? Is that yeah. <laughs> Armadillo let's Amy. The fucking, let's talk about the main event. Let's do it. It was All amazing. Right? I fucking absolutely amazing. The energy. The energy, the people, fucking Roman takes a headlock, the crowd boos. Roman hits the shoulder tackle, the crowd boos. It's fucking unreal. Montreal is amazing. Amazing props wrestling to, town. Props to Michael Cole and Corey Graves for laying out during those fucking, like a lot of the chants and the stare downs. Yep. Really enhanced the feeling. Uh, you could feel it from wherever you watch the show if you weren't in Montreal. Yeah. 
A lot of people. A, li- sorry to cut you off, Matt. They did a great job that all night, though, also acknowledging some of the chants, like the F.U. Dominic chants and all that stuff. They acknowledged everything that happened. They're not shying away from anything anymore like they did under Vince. So, like, it was really, really cool to see them lay out when appropriate, but also acknowledge when a rap bastard heel needs to get his comeuppance. So I agree with you. Uh, I think the room might be split. Tony, we didn't get your feelings last week, but uh, I know me and Handsome Kevin were kind of on the same page. Not the result I wanted, but I'm not upset by it. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. There was no way Sami Zayn was winning this thing. Yep. But you felt, while you're watching it, this motherfucker could pull this off. And I'm telling you, and I've said it a bunch, not a lot of high spots in this thing, but the ones that they did have, they fucking made all the difference in the world. It was the right time, the right moment, talking shit to Sami Zayn's wife, and then two minutes later, Sami gets advantage and goes out and gives his wife a big kiss. Fucking bonkers the people went. He kissed his wife and they fucking went ape shit. Amazing. Amazing. A lot of the the greatness of this match was more like story related and not actually match related, although the match was fantastic. A lot of the the outside, the bells and the whistles made it so much better. And the fact that we're not done with this story right now is totally freaking rad. We're not going to get him at Mania. We'll probably get a KO Uso type deal at Mania. But the fact that we're not done yet and the fact that we could get Sammy and Roman again at some point or code, it's the, the possibilities are endless. And my mind going through the loops is tremendous. Jay, Jay's still questionable. Sammy yeah. hit him by mistake. That yeah. might lead to something else. We don't know. Kevin Owens lays out until finally he's like, all right, you know what? You guys had enough of fucking with him. Now he comes out. I didn't mind. I think it was perfect that he came out after the fact rather than before yes the ending was wrestlemania 17 where it was kind of like austin just couldn't fucking beat the rock so he just beat him into a pulp that's what roman did because roman knew he was in fucking trouble lots of good shit going on here and plus the ko with the Sami Zayn making the eye contact like i'm not your friend but i fucking looked out for you the way you looked out for me and he fucking walks off Fucking Paul Heyman with the fucking shit in the back. And he's like, I like you. I've always liked you. And he's talking shit to him. Oh took, that stu- took that stunner, that knee that. He took that stunner well. Yeah, so much so And he much knew how to shit. take that stunner for a guy like him. Oh, my God. When he, he jumps on he, the one knee. and <laughs> When he hit his back and he was flailing his arms and legs, yeah. I was howling laughing. I'm like, this old fat <laughs> motherfucker taking bumps. Look at him. That was It was so good, that Heyman spot. It was so – you nailed it. When he was like, I've always liked you. He's like, points at Roman. He's like, to hell with him. To hell with him. I, like, I could not stop laughing. Yeah. I mean, this show overall, like – you guys shocked that we didn't even see did, we didn't see Cody at all, did we? No Cody. Nope. Nope. No Cody. It's not needed. It's not it, this story that they're telling with Cody and Sammy and Roman Reigns. They're telling it so well that you don't. Cody doesn't have to be on SmackDown, and he doesn't have to show up at the Elimination Chamber. What they're doing with him on Raw uh, with Sammy last week made perfect sense. I'm oh, that's right. This was I, all this. This was a SmackDown show, wasn't it? Something I didn't even they're realize. All, they're all this. They're all the same now. They're not. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I guess I guess the Judgment Day shit was raw, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they're all. They don't have inter uh, brand exclusive pay per views anymore, for, as far as I know. Gotcha. But like, 
I feel like you you got you got a guy going to main event WrestleMania. I feel like you want some sort of presence for him at least. I I know I, Matt, your point is well taken, and you're probably right. But I feel like you just have to like have him there somewhere. Like he's a guy that just came back, and you're trying to get him over. And he's uh, already over. That's this is yeah. Sick. He's that was no, Sammy's right. night. That was all for Sammy. See, so this is what I don't like. Is that we're getting too in the ideal that we have to make somebody look great because of where they're from and where the show is. So I get it in the moment, it looks great, but we I always go to AEW and I see like Darby Allen wins the TNT championship in Seattle and then loses it a week later. What was the purpose of what did you really gain for Darby Allen winning the championship that night? against Samoa Joe. Like what did Nothing. you really gain? Nothing. 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 So it was a big it was a for the church. moment booking for the moment as opposed to the story is something that I don't think you could sacrifice. While this was great, I'm not taking anything away from it. It's just like like why couldn't Cody be there? I don't I don't think Cody being there for something would take anything away from what Sammy accomplished. Yeah no he did. Here, here's exactly it. That crowd was going to love Sammy by hook or by crook, no matter what happened that night. If you bring Cody out, you run the risk of having them boo Cody, and you don't want that. That's the risk you run. But we said that at the Rumble, too, and and the and everyone loved him. Yeah, but this is Montreal, dude. I know I get it, but I, I think you can love both of them, and I think people do love both of them. Philadelphia can. Montreal's a different fucking beast, dude. Montreal is a different beast. Yeah, but Cody's like that guy, though. Cody's like that smart fan, babyface. But if they didn't need it, he he didn't need to be there. There was but no. He's your point top, he's your top guy. Right. Why, so if he if you have him there, there, if you have him there, what does he do? Does he interfere? If he's there and he doesn't interfere, what does that say? If he does and he interferes and All Sammy right. wins, what is that? What is that? He, What's the problem? And you're coming off the the promo that he cut Monday night with Sammy, where he yep. didn't. He told Sammy, finish your story. You okay, you're right. Yeah, finish your story. You're right. That's a good call. And he's going to finish that, his that story. That promo was great. That promo was great. Both he's going to go to Mania, uh, kissy buddies with his best friend, Kevin Owens. They're going to win those tag belts, and people are going to go apeshit ballistic for him. And then the main event, you're going to see the final crumble of this whole fucking thing with the tribal chief, where he gets his ass handed to him by Cody Rhodes. And then you have weeks of them fucking infighting, falling apart. Everything else is going to happen. It's going to yeah. be the fall of the Roman Empire. And then Roman's going to go off and make some fucking movies like Fast 11 or whatever the fucking else <laughs> he's going to get involved in. <laughs> yeah, you're, pro- you're, you're both probably right. Ocean's right, 23. We know, the out- <laughs> we know the outcome of WrestleMania 39 is Cody standing tall. When Sami Zayn showed up last April in the office with the bloodline, nobody in their wildest dreams could have imagined it turned into this. So why not just let it, let it run its course. Like this is the story is so much better than just Cody wins the rumble. And now he's got a shot. And I'm sure after he beats Roman, he'll be thrown into a story where you're heavily invested and, and it's all great. But this Sammy story easily. We're already kind of invested because of that, Paul, the the Heyman promo back and forth. So like that set, like that like immediately got you invested in this kind of storyline. Even though there was no personal issue before, now there is. And I don't. I think they're. I think with Triple H, excuse me, running the show or whatever he's doing, 
his hands on the product. Like less is more. We don't. Cody doesn't need to be on Raw, on SmackDown every week until we start until we get to that last stretch where you want him to come out. The promo he did with Paul Heyman, perfect. Stuff with Sammy last week, unbelievable. Yeah. Right now we're over that hurdle, so now we're gonna we're gonna focus. So I'm sure tonight on Raw you're gonna get Cody. Now he knows his clear path is Roman Reigns. Yep, you're right. And then on SmackDown, right. SmackDown you'll see where does Jay fall? What's the situation with Sammy Ko? Where does Roman feel? Where was uh, Solo Sakia? Whatever the fuck his name is. Where was he? <laughs> where is that guy? Yeah, I was surprised that we didn't see him either. To be honest with you. I guess we didn't like you said. I guess we didn't really need to see him. But the the story is the Jimmy and Jay and Roman dynamic. Solo is just kind of there. He's there. He's a big part of it. But the the Jimmy and Jay stuff is just out of this world good. Yeah. It'll be. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, I think Jay comes out the best out of all of it. They, they tried that before with him though, and I don't think it really worked out that great. I feel. I feel like. I feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are definitely going to beat them. I think Jay's going to turn on Sami, and he's going to still stay with the bloodline. And I think you're going to get the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami. You just have like you have to. I does like. does this like with with what Sami's done in the storyline, and obviously with this match at Elimination Chamber, I think everybody is believing more in Sami now, obviously, than they ever have before, and you know as far as his WWE career goes. But does not having him be able to grab the title does that is that going to lock him into like a Piper spot where because he's going to be yeah. gold no matter, no matter what he does, yeah. but never really get to that like he, get to the title spot. Sami Zayn will well, I, if I'm if I'm standing here right now and I'm saying this, Sami Zayn will never be WWE World Champion ever. That's the best role he plays is right. it, he is the he did it when he was El Generico, right? He can be a tag champion. You can throw a TV title on him, but that world title is so elusive, and he gets oh so close. And I think that's that's what draws the people in. Is he right. he, he can never get to the top of the mountain, but it's, goddamn, it's, it's a great Matt, ride. It's like it's like that Tommy Dreamer spot. Even though Tommy Dreamer eventually did do it, and but then he wanted he lost it that the second after who like to just incredible, I think. Yep. So so it's like he's like the Tommy Dreamer. Like listen, Kofi Kingston. We never thought that Kofi Kingston obviously won the championship, but he was that kind of guy, the, the sweetheart. But now we have a whole other year or at least six or seven months for if Sami Zayn to win it, it would have to be a real moment and we'd have to wait another six or seven months. I just don't think they're going to do that. So I just I don't think Sami Zayn will ever get there. And that's no discredit to him. It's just right. what it is. Right. Yeah. So... uh so sorry you guys uh like the what about the all the schmas at the end does that does that muck anything up for you guys a lot of fuck the two ref bumps that was the only thing yeah. and how long they were out that was it uh, other than that i got it but i think Didn't they have, did they have two ref bumps in the mania 17 match with austin Maybe. Could be one of those homage kind of things, you know. I don't really remember if it was one or two ref bumps, but I know a referee was out for a while. Yeah. I think that like that part of it, you could have a dirty finish and it wouldn't have bothered me, but the amount of dirt in the finish 
did kind of take away from it a little bit because they put on, I mean, it was an amazing wrestling match. I mean, forget, forget the story going into it. If it was, if you went into that match with no story, they told a story within the match as well. It was, it was fantastic. And I think that they could have gone dirty finish, but just a little bit cleaner. Just give me clean it up just a little bit. I think they, I think they needed it to go that way though, to get across the fact that Roman was and is just a man. Panicked a little bit, panicked a little bit, panicked a little bit more thinking this little motherfucker might beat me. He had to take things into his own hands. Uh, A couple comments. Paul Heyman was turning on him. Jay didn't want to help him out. It's like, you know, he's a man on an Island practically at this point. A couple comments in the chat. Todd Brantley. Uh, you can even have Jay cost Roman the title at Mania. People forget the bloodline story actually started with Jay originally being against Roman and eventually falling in line. Yep. Good, good pull, Todd. Good pull. Uh, yeah. Matthew Burch. And Jay, Jay actually had Jimmy. He was going to beat the shit out of Jimmy, and that's what made Jay surrender and fall in line. So Jay was against Sammy, and then even like in a previous feud before the bloodline, was the was the Jay and Roman stuff? This and, like the bloodline came after that initial feud when Jay was a top guy. And, and don't forget what him back. Don't forget what Sammy said to Jay. He he looked him in the eyes and said, "I acknowledge you, Matthew Birch." I feel like Roman Jay is uh, going to headline match at SummerSlam this year. Possible. Maybe Jay finally gets his comeuppance, the complete end and collapse of the Roman Empire. It's possible. Ja ja ja, Milwaukee Tom is Fucking a man. foregone conclusion. Cody wins at Mania. Yes, of course. Hundred percent. Come on, dude. I think so. I think this Roman Reigns. You know what? Let's Reigns. take that match off the table. Everybody across the board has to take uh, Cody Rhodes. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if it is. That. It's got to be a foregone conclusion. We, right? we it would be the first ever like Shining Wizards lock. Like we all like. I right, listen. We're not even gonna pick that one because you know. Uh, I threw it out there in the uh, interwebs uh, today, and I just want to cover it because I think it's an interesting something to talk about in terms of Elimination Chamber. I thought the Men's Elimination Chamber was one of the best they've ever done. Uh, And I put it out there to see what people uh, said, if they agreed or if they thought there was a better one. Uh, Of course, Manny Kratzo at Kratzo on the Twitter machine. He says, uh, No Way Out 2009 Elimination Chamber and the 2019 SmackDown Chamber are his favorites. So 2019 was. Uh, to... What's up, Kev? You'd have to no. You'd have to let me know who was in both of those because two thousand. I'm gonna do. There you go. Uh, 2019 was Daniel Bryan as the WWE champion, uh, defeating AJ, Jeff Hardy, Kofi, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe. Uh, 2009 was Edge winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship title. John Cena was your champion. Uh, it was Rey Mysterio, Jericho, Cena, Mike Knox, and Kane. Mike Knox. Mike Knox. Holy shit. Mike Knox makes an appearance. The Cardona uh, Kyle, Mike Knox. Kyle K. Sparks. Uh, he says 2010 edition of the Elimination Chamber is his favorite. Uh, Undertaker enters the uh, Elimination Chamber as the World Heavyweight Champion, and he loses to Jericho. Uh, also in the chamber was Morrison, Rey Mysterio, Punk, and R Truth. That was a straight edge society punk too. I, remember I think that one. I think my favorite was the one from December to Dismember. 
that's the one that big that's the one that wait bobby lashley won that one didn't he i don't was, remember who won it yeah and like hard we talked hardcore holly like replaced rvd because he got busted for uh no he replaced sabu oh he replaced sabu. sabu was ready to go and they fucking ambushed him in the locker room to get him out of the match that was Bobby Lashley beating the Big Show, Test, Rob Van Dam, Hardcore Holly, and CM Punk. Test was in there. there. You go. And I Punk was in it, that. too. This, this, yeah. this was the infamous Punk chokes everyone out with the Anaconda Vice match that Heyman that wanted. Paul, to Paul Heyman wanted to have it. <laughs> what if he puts everyone in the Anaconda Vice? <laughs> Let's have CM Punk, this 185-pound man, choke out the Big Show, Bobby Lashley, Hardcore freaking Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, by God, Martin, aka <laughs> Test. <laughs> do you do you guys find it mildly amusing that Brock Lesnar is going for the Bianca Belair look now with the big fucking ponytail braid thing that he's got going? <laughs> there were some points in the match it was standing straight up. He looked like Alfalfa. It was fucking hilarious. Elf Alpha. Uh, <laughs> I got two more on the Twitter machine. I'm sorry to cut you off, Tony. No, keep going. You're good. Uh, uh, Vundacast. They have 2019, which we already covered, and the 2014 Elimination Chamber. Uh, Randy Orton's the champion. He beats Brian, uh, John Cena, Cesaro, Christian, and Sheamus. That's a hell of a lineup right there. Yeah. And last but not least, it's the true Prince of Pro. Uh, and his personal favorite is 2011. Uh, winner goes on to get the WrestleMania 27 title match. John Cena beats CM Punk, John Morrison, King Sheamus, Randy Orton, and R-Truth. Also That's on that card, The Miz had a 12-minute match with Jerry Lawler for the WWE Championship. Oh, God. Was that, was that Matt? Was that show in Memphis, Tennessee? Oh, um, uh, let's see. Probably not. Was, probably Wichita. It was Oakland, California. Well, there you go. That is not Memphis. Oakland, California. Um, so, so we've got a clearer picture of WrestleMania 39. Looks like Oscar Bianca Belair is now on the card uh, with Roman Cody and Charlotte Rhea Ripley. Uh, and it looks like we're heading towards Logan, Paul, and Seth Rollins. And Edge has accepted Austin Theory's open title match, uh, open title challenge, excuse me, for tonight's Raw. So we'll have to follow up with that next week. There you go. Follow that up. Big time, man. Uh, big. Say what now? I said big time. Uh, I, we're not going to go deep into New Japan Battle in the Valley because I know uh, I know there's a lot there that will be covered in depth on other shows like the Bread Club. That's right. Money. Uh, but we all picked that show as well. Uh, Tony and Kevin each went eight and two. Money. Uh, we all, uh, let's get that out of the way. We all lost the same two matches. Uh, the Josh Alexander team match and the tag title match. We all picked the West Coast Wrecking Crew. So those were Tony and Kevin's only two losses. Uh, I went six and four. Um, and then Handsome Kevin and Brendan each went five and five. Um, we have a brand new never open weight. He's not the never. He's the strong open weight champion. Kenta successfully defeated Fred Rosser. It's probably Kenta's best match in New Japan since he came back. 
uh, with the exception of the Wrestle Kingdom match with Tanahashi. Uh, Jay White lost. Go ahead. Have at it. Ah, fuck Jay White. <laughs> I'm going to AEW. Good day. <laughs> That's not a knife. Well, it's not a knife. Yeah, is that what he sounds like? I'm friends with the broadcast. <laughs> Good on you. Fucking Eddie Kingston. I'm going to take my beating. Well, you didn't lose. You didn't lose. I mean, it wasn't you. He's my fucking guy. I sing his praises for the last fucking five years. Dude, he lost to a guy who can't stop eating cheeseburgers. Come on now. Maybe you need a new guy. Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> that's, why he's always, that's why he's always got yellow tights on. That's the fucking cheese on the burger. He is Cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> did uh, Did you guys watch any of this show? Yes. I made sure I watched the women's match because I was under a strict edict to make sure I did so. <laughs> I, appre- I appreciate it that you took the time to get to, to watch that because we're going to get to that because I think that's that's essentially the match that sold the show. Yep, 100%. Uh, Handsome Kevin, Kevin, yeah. anything from the undercard that you guys would like to speak about? So Yeah, so I, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched – I made sure I watched three matches. I watched um, – uh, Tanahashi and Okada, obviously the main event. I watched that, and then I, I saw the follow up after that. That nice little promo stuff afterwards. I watched uh, Monet and uh, Kyrie. Uh, thought that was awesome. Loved it. Uh, and I watched Eddie Kingston and, and Jay White. So those are the three matches that I made sure that I because I didn't. I honestly just didn't have time. So I watched those three matches, and Eddie Kingston beating the fuck out of Jay White towards the end of that match was just super fun and it was just really good and i was actually really shocked at how long the the woman's match went that was like, a, like almost an hour match it was like 45 minutes at least no no i thought i heard 45 minutes gone when i was watching is that does that mean that's that's 45 minutes left i think no. bell to bell to bell it was under a half hour yeah, okay then i could be i thought it was i thought it was longer than it was yeah because it's like 45 minutes 45 minutes maybe that's how much is left not how much they went but no, because they'll usually say like fifteen minutes pass. <laughs> pass. No, it, it went. I thought. I, then I. Then I'm, I. I could be a loser then because I thought I heard forty-five minutes at one point. No, you're not wow. a loser, bro. You just misheard. That's all. No, it was, it was a, a long match. You're just a hipster tonight. All the small things. <laughs> That's a hipster song, isn't it? Come on, man. I recycle all these cans. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get like two verses from Banana Pancakes, Kevin? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna be? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking slap you with some fucking, <laughs> fucking trash bag, fucking loser. Are you listen, Kevin? Curious George Three soundtrack. <laughs> listen, in fairness to Kevin, he's got to be. He's looking pretty, pretty damn dapper tonight. I like the look. I like the sweater. I like the hat. Don't let these guys. Oh, I don't care what Give they say. A... What are you out of your balls? Oh, great. What are you? Go play fucking hacky sack with him in the parking <laughs> <party. laughs> well, you go, well, you go bang your sister in the freaking... <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus. What? Oh, because he looks like, he looks like a truck driver. That's why. You're better than that. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Come on, you're better than that, Kevin. Dirty trash. Bro, you really look like Trevor fucking Murdoch tonight. It's not yeah. even a joke. Dude. with your freaking gross ass long <laughs> fucking beard. Yeah, go eat your boogers, you fucking truck driving yeah, retard. Fucking poop yourself and then wash yourself with your fancy ass plastic. Yeah, with your poop. Day. I think the day. I think the beard's looking great, Double T. Hey, some kid at work asked me if I dyed it. Kind of looks that way, but it's kind of a cool look. You got, you the, you got the gray. You're like yeah. the Mark Henry. You look like you have like a gray vagina at the bottom of your beard, <laughs> like I a do. puffy one. <laughs> yeah, take a look. We'll go, go to the left a little bit. Yeah. See what I mean? He's got like the little divot in the middle. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's got smoke crotch on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Yeah, there you there. go. Uh, it looks at nice. Though. Just, like at it. least it's confined to that space. Mine is everywhere. The grays. That's not bad. <laughs> Peter's gonna hate. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> y'all, you're coming in great. You gotta right. look dapper. Big Rick Betty's coming over. Yeah. <laughs> Anaconda Andy. What was the other? What was the other? What, was what the name? fuck's her name? Her name doesn't even match, right? No, it's uh. What the fuck is her name? I don't fucking know. It's going to come to me at some point. Hansel, Kevin, you watched this show. Before we get to the women's match, anything uh, stick out to you? I I haven't watched the entire show. I do plan to. Uh, I I watched the uh, Sane and Monet match in its entirety, including the introductions. uh, Holly Swag, by the way. Holly Swag. Holly Swag. The the Mother Truckers is their team name. So outside Kingston JY was great. I thought Fred Rosser and Kent had a great match. Tag match left a little to be desired for me. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed with the outcome too. Zach Saber Jr. Clark Connors is a fucking banger. I'm gonna go watch it back, man. That's a really good match. And Tom Waller and Homicide had a good uh I saw some of that. Yeah. They had a good little little fight of Tom Lawler rules. But uh the big match on the show, her first uh, match since she walked out of the WWE challenging the pirate. I fucking hate, I fucking hate her gimmick. I don't get it. I don't know why these fucking virgins go crazy for it. You are wrong! You, fuck off, you fucking idiot. Go drown in a lake. All right? Yeah, what are your 11,364 lakes? Fucking Jossie can go jump in a lake together. And you know what? Dress as pirates, the two of you, you fucking hand job. Maybe we will. All yeah. right. Good fucking company. Pirates, a terrible gimmick. I don't know why she comes out with her fucking steering wheel and her dumb fucking hat. Pirates are supposed to be bad people. There's no good pirates. No pirates ever like, oh, I put out that fire and got this cat out of a tree. How the fuck do you know? How many of the seven seas have you fucking seen? I got a whole book on pirates in the other room, buddy. Oh, are you reading it now, bitch? I am. But pirates don't count, stupid. In the Bahamas. I know all about the fucking pirates. Great, the fucking Bahamas. I got a pirate hat on. Oh, Matt was on a cruise. I know he knows all about good and bad pirates. He's become, he's become, man. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, holy shit! So Fuck what her. are you? Her fucking dumb fucking pirate gimmick, and she weighs a fucking hundred pounds, soaking wet. Oh, but you're fine with fucking Rio, fucking I'm dancing not. around. I don't like. I don't get it. I don't get the Japanese women wrestlers or the people who fucking. I don't get it. 
I don't know what the fuck you just said, Ahmed Johnson. You wish I was Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> that Pearl River plunged the fuck out of you, son. Oh, you you would love to. Pearl River I don't get it. Nothing, none of it makes sense to me. I watched the match a couple weeks ago. Girl had a fucking tail. Why does she have a tail? Who had a tail? Miyu Iwanami or whatever the fuck. Oh, dude. Well, she's part rat. She's fucking growing a tail. Yeah. Are there good and bad rats, Matt? Yeah, bro. Tell are us about my rats. You're telling me. <laughs> Bravo, Kevin. <laughs> Fucking Mercedes Monet comes out. That's the song they play when New Jack comes out on the edited ECW stuff on the network. I swear to God. I don't think it is. It's the it's a bootleg Chris Cross song. It's fucking horrible. And you know what's even worse? Like I I I love the big entrances of New Japan. What are we doing with a fucking junior high dance team out there? That was that was fucking ridiculous. I hated it. I hated everything about oh, that. Fun. Hated everything about that. And then you know, even going into it, I was oh, already. I'm, no, I'm done with her if already. If pirate came out on a ship, you would have lost your mind if they pushed a fucking. Yeah, I would even have a fucking construction company out because I would have put a hole in my goddamn roof if that happened. But <laughs> I was done with her going into this after that. Uh, after <laughs> that, that tweet or whatever she put out there, like. <sighs> I got a really good, nice text message from Triple H and William Regal at midnight. Fuck you. I give a shit. I give a shit. I'm, I'm tired of her. I'm tired of her. She's overdramatic for no no apparent reason so frequently. Uh, there was a whole documentary about that. The context, buddy. I don't need context. I'm just, yes, I'm, tired I'm tired of her. I'm tired of her. 21 minutes? Yeah. Of, of bomb, bomb, bomb. Oh, it's her advent, her journey to Japan. Is it worth me watching? Is it going to change my mind? I don't fuck. You seem miserable about it. I don't. I keep watching oh, dumb movies with the pirate in it. So who's the idiot? Don't listen to me. <laughs> I need a fucking cheeseburger. Let me drop an elbow. And the people eat the best elbow drop ever. Guess what? If I threw my fucking six year old cousin in the air like that, he'd drop a great elbow too. Unless fuck his name is Captain too. Howdy. He's all fucking contorted in the air. He's dropping elbow. Fuck out of here. It's a beautiful elbow drop. Your fucking ass hurts. My ass hurts? I would think fucking I should know. Kyrie, stupid. Oh, dummy. she's fantastic. Go back to the WWE. You could be somebody's fucking punching board. Punching yeah. board. <laughs> really? <laughs> the W word. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Tony, it's also Uncle Howdy, not Captain Howdy. Whatever, Captain so I had Howdy. Howdy, howdy, now. Now. howdy duty. Yeah. Now we've got over the punching board instead of punching bag, which is incredible. I'll tell you All this much: you knew what there I was some, talking about. There were oh, there were some there were some spots that were a little eh, a little sloppy. For the most part, I really enjoyed it, especially the part after the match where after Mercedes won, she started crying, but she still had enough wherewithal to adjust her weave. Did you see that shit? Did not notice that. I sure did. Like, no, I was like, no, don't fix your weave. Let it go. Whatever. No, it's the same thing that all like wrestlers, like male wrestlers, do when they have like that bald spot in the back. They always brush yeah, their hair back. I, I like, get it right away. Like, and the other thing was like, she had a cheat to win, but then they still had like their moment and their embrace afterward. It was kind of like, ah, I get why you did it, but you probably shouldn't have. You know so what I'm Matt, saying? Real quick, Matt. Real quick, what what was the story going in? Is Monet like not like a bad person anymore? Like, cause that, they like hug, like they embraced for a while, and she's the Carrie CEO. put the belt up. 
So, well, what, I don't what know happened what, with the character? What, I don't know what happened with the fucking character. It was the first time we've seen a wrestle. All right. You're going to get that hot about it. I'm literally asking. I'm fired up about the pirate. I thought she did a good job, though. I thought she looked great in this match. The match was fantastic. I could have done without her being a pirate. She could have came out and just been a fucking lady. Oh, my God. She's dude. A lady pirate. No, you didn't have to have some stupid fucking hat on with a feather. Fucking stick your foot to you. Fucking Dumbo, stick your feather up your ass. The only the only other thing that I didn't care for, and I understand why they did it, and I, I know, stick a whatever. Are you done? Uh, Can I talk? You can talk you all good? you want. I was laughing at Handsome Kevin laughing at. <laughs> he, 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 does, he does make the room oh, giggle oh, a oh, lot. Oh, 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 Fuck. Oh. Really? You're the oh. truck driver. You're making fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> Drive right. a truck go through your house. <laughs> so like the only the only thing I was kind of like eh about was that Kyrie was like the new champ and this is supposed to be a big thing because now it's women wrestling in New Japan and that whole scheme and and whatever. But like if you're trying to establish a championship, you would think you'd want to keep it on Kyrie a little longer. Like that's the only kind of thing I was like eh about. I get why they did it. I understand why they did it. Yeah. But yeah, I do. But I don't think switching it around already this quickly builds that championship up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's old school, like build a, a definitive champion in my eyes. And there was nothing wrong with Kyrie, but who knows? This is one of those wait and see moments for me. So we'll see what happens. Well, Kyrie was all banged I think, up. I think we're in the tournament. We lost Kevin. Uh, he's frozen in time. Now I thought it was a ter- terrific match. I enjoyed the match. Yeah, the match like, was great. I thought it was it was fantastic, and I think that my my dislike for Monet is very similar to your dislike of of Kyrie. I, just, I you know what I mean? Like it's there. I think they had a great match, enjoyable match. I just can't stand her. That's fine. That's fair. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, you have a right not to be able to stand Mercedes Monet, Monet. despite how wonderful her, her entrance theme is. Oh, it's the Oh come on, bro! Money, dun, dun, bum, bum. money. money. So, Kevin is frozen. Yeah, he's definitely until he comes back. Um, Kyrie was hurt during the tournament, and she was hurt at the finals at Wrestle Kingdom. So, I don't think she's. I think the idea of her coming back to Japan was not going to be a full time thing, but making her the champion, you know, with her, with the new direction they were going. Um, you know, obviously she's a former WWE talent. She has a huge following in Japan, like making her the first ever champion and Mercedes Monet's first opponent made sense, especially with their history, but you're not going to bring in Sasha not to have her win. No, of course. Of course. I get that. I get that a hundred percent. Do they, do, do you miss anything in, and I'm uh, you, obviously I'm not, you're the Welvers new Japan guy, but do they miss anything in not having her build to it? As far as opposed to just showing up and winning it, no, I don't think so okay. because they haven't established the title. I mean, and the proof is in the pudding. They announced that match; that was the first match announced, and before they announced another match, all the tickets were sold out. Gotcha. And you want to know something else? Mark and Al brings up a good point. They didn't care about the title. I forgot her defense at Wrestle Kingdom was really short. Yeah, it was that match went nowhere. They didn't do him any favors. So maybe Mercedes gets this thing and. You know, she's a fresh face. She brings in that, you know, like that U.S. crowd. Maybe they build her up. Hey, she beat Kyrie. Kyrie's supposed to be a big deal. 
see what happens. Yeah, and I think they are. I'm trying to find it. I think they already announced she's going to wrestle AZT or AMT at, at Sakura Genesis in April. I think that's her first title defense, which is a pretty this, big deal. This will be a big test because she's not going to be working with somebody she's familiar with. You know, you don't have to get all choked up, HK. HK. Take it easy. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Triple H texted me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there you go. Mike Peterson, AZM. Yeah, isn't AZT like AIDS medication or some oh, shit? fucking know who any of these people are, Tony. It's medication. It's not a person. Well, I don't have AIDS, so I don't have to know about it. Well, I mean, you should. And it could be anyone. It could be a person. Yeah. Kyrie is a pirate, and a pirate is a person. Yeah, but she's also yeah. sane. She's not crazy. She's not sane no more. She's just Kyrie. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got no problems with Kyrie. Kyrie can wrestle. I'm going to tell you one thing, too. If you want to watch me lose my mind on the bread club, if this fucking goddamn fucking tag team of Okada and Tanahashi gets together and they take the titles off of Bishimon and they become like a dream tag team, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I do not need to see fucking, fucking dull teeth, can't eat a fucking protein bar, Tanahashi taking titles off of uh, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Oh, fuck Yoshihashi. Guy looks no, like he's fucking you. perpetually taking a shit. He's the ta he's tag team champion. Top five. <laughs> yeah. Yoshihashi. Just see the way they said it. Top five. <laughs> he is top five. Oh my God, dude. Oh, my God, dude. What? You hate, you hate fucking pirates, and you fucking stick up for the guy that looks like Scott Pilgrim. Dude, who's Scott Pilgrim? Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Did you see Tanahashi? Did you? You didn't watch, right? Tanahashi, his fucking hair. He doesn't give a shit anymore. It's just a fucking plop of shit on his He's head. A fucking like rock a, star, bro. He looks like an asshole. He's the worst rock star. He's about as big of a rock star as Kevin is. And he's not even here. I can't even. Can't even <laughs> a piece of crap or Coffee house, Kevin. <laughs> what the fuck? I think he really got bugged by that. He was fucking well, making dress like a fucking hipster. I don't know what to tell <laughs> he you. He was calling out. He was calling out your bidet, dude. Uh, he's he don't he's never lived if he hasn't felt the power of the bidet. <laughs> and his <laughs> asshole. It's a game changer, man. It's a game changer. So after picks and everything said and done, Kevin and Tony sit at thirty-four and fourteen. Brendan thirty-two and six. I'm thirty-one and seventeen. Handsome Kevin twenty-six and twenty-two. Clearly, he wants to beat my shitty record from last year. So, handsome Kevin, I, I say go nuts, brother. Yeah, flex nuts. Flex yeah, nuts. Keep, we don't have keep, another pay-per-view to pick until AEW Revolution oh, March. Fucking thank God. You got time, oh, Chunk. Yeah, I understand. We only got two left. Um, let's take a break. We'll come back. Think? There's a couple of news and notes as I want to hit on really fast. Now, you know what? Let's do it now. Let's do it really fast. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Yuji Nagata is a triple crown champion. You got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. He's, uh, he's now, I think he's the fifth member of the club. He won the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion. 54 years old, he becomes the fifth member of the club with, uh, uh, Muda, uh, Kojima, Tanahashi. No, not Tanahashi. He was never all Japan champion. Masawa? Mm, I don't know. No. 
two oh, question. I'll look. I'll look it up on break. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, he joined the club. I don't know who's in it. Eh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fucking Brundon. Tony, how excited are you for Tony Khan's huge announcement Wednesday? Oh, dude, I couldn't fucking wait to tell you guys. I had it. I had the fucking. Oh, the image left. I had the fucking image. I was going to hold it up. But here's an image of the Macho Man to fucking make you feel better. Fuck him and his fucking announcements. It's probably because Ring of Honor is getting a show now on fucking on the Honor Club Network. Big fucking surprise that Ring of Honor would have a show on the Ring of Honor Network or whatever the fuck it's called. Fucking handjob Harry over here. How much coke is he getting for fucking getting that one together? Here he is. They fucking, hey, thumbs up. Hey, I got a big announcement. Look at me. I got a big announcement. My thumb is up Kevin Rogue's butt. That's why his butt hurts all the time. It wasn't because of pirates. Then you got to take four drinks. Is Kevin back or is he just frozen? No, Kevin's back. That's hard to Kevin. say. Kevin, hello. <laughs> is he? Hey, back? yeah, I'm using my. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I'm using my. I'm using my phone now, so I don't know. <laughs> so it's gonna suck, but hopefully, I, uh, my laptop wasn't getting any juice from my charger. Something's wrong with the phone charger, so or the uh, laptop phone. Yeah. No, that's good. Listen, if if it'll help and you don't want to put the video on, maybe just go audio. It might I can do that. that. He yeah, sounds like he's, he's calling in. We have Kevin from Charleston. Yeah, but... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave then. No, where are you going? Sorry. Tony, you know what they say. Wait, 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 wait. How do I make him? I can't predict these things, man. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> I will remember. Take this off. <laughs> will you remember? The last hurrah. In the eyes of a stranger. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can I put my balls? I hate this. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Oof, that was fucking fantastical. <laughs> He's smiling. I love it. <laughs> Keep smiling. Keep shining. Oh fucking a. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what? What yeah, do I'm going to hang out, but I'm not going to talk much. That's <laughs> right. We're, we're taking a break so you can figure all your shit out, dude. You got time. Thanks to Kevin Rogan, his fucking awesome podcast commercials. You have about 27 minutes. Yeah. Got to figure it out. You can run to Best Buy, get some shit, come back. Says <laughs> fucking whisper of the wind over there. <laughs> Kevin Rogue. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Vincent, Vincent Price, fucking thriller. <laughs> Holy shit! I guess I have to. Kevin, I apologize for stealing your line. Uh, back, back after this. 
We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro SMT store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. It doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is The Shining Wizards. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, 
Listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down under pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and if you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJMs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulk of Plaques? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shiny Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway! What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke and Rowe. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of WCW. I know what we're fucking talking about! Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rowe podcast. They're... Uh, Funny guys that uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the the, the Nards plows. I like Nards plows. That's uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Oklahoma. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about things for some podcast. All right, it's a podcast for two men. Two men. Two legs. Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right? And who better to talk about a man's sport than to Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo's time. Bro, you piece of shit. If you're not listening to your Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit. I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you got to slide one in there. If you're a man. You're a man. You're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. The ball- Well, I don't know why it's on a fucking loop. I really hate <laughs> Well, welcome back. We're going to take a second. We want to support, uh, shout out those that support us on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. $3 a month, you can support us, and you will get access to our all bonus content. $5 a month, we will plug your social media website, uh, anything that we see fit to support you. 
$10 a month, you get put into our monthly drawing to find out how you, yes, you can be a part of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. At this time, we're going to thank Kathy Homer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, Minnie Crasso, the king of the Shining Wizards, Danny Russinello, at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine, Anthony Russinello, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Kate the Great Hensler over at Miss Kate Fabe on the Twitter machine. She's doing Sour Graps. She's doing Mark Order. She's doing Fightful, Friday Nights, Post Show, SmackDown, and Rampage. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. JG at Matt 81 on Twitter. Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. He's doing the Marking Out ROH Revelry podcast. He's doing blah, 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 Midwest Wrestling podcast. So check those out. Uh, Kieran, my British friend that I do the Bread Club with. Bon Beasley, Eric Freeds, who's in the chat tonight. Shout out to Eric. Appreciate the support. SJ McDonald, Michael Hammond. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, he's floating around here somewhere. Uh, he'll be happy to know I shared the Brian Knobs butthole picture with somebody today that he sent us many years ago. Braden Bergen, at Enfuego30, he's our number one fan from Iowa. Brendan Haney, Ryan Schlong, oh, Brendan Haney does our notes every week. Shout out to Brendan Haney. Uh, Ryan Schlong, at Mark Order Pod, Asian Joe, Mike Peterson, at LOL Mike Peterson. Roll is back. David Henry Bauer III is here. Kevin Rogue is here. If you sat through the 40 minutes of commercials, then we don't need to plug his shit. But at Year of Pod, at JJ Rogue Means, at TOTS Pod. And last but certainly not least, he's on the Twitter machine, at W Mercier Jr. He was here last week. He asked a question just as long as a Kevin Rogue commercial. The one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Wait for, this it. Gang, Wait for this it. This is gangbusters. Lives are going to be in William Mercer's hand. You know what it means? Kevin, I know what you mean. Yeah, all right. I'm out. <laughs> we got there. It took a minute, but we got there. <clears throat> so I take it you heard my little interlude? <laughs> I heard it. Your interlude? Yeah, man. Doug Rains. Hello from Eastern Tennessee. Doug, how are you? What's up, Dougie boy? Old DR? Are you familiar with Doug Rains? No. Me either. But he's shouting <laughs> us out, so props to him for tuning yeah. in. Am I leaving the, this thing guy up here, or what are we doing? Go see is what he, happens. Is he still there? Yeah, leave, I don't yeah, know. leave, leave yeah, it. Let's see what on. happens. Yeah. I'm here. Oh. oh. Told you. All right. Huh. That's interesting. Should we give him a face? Do we have a face to give him? I'm sure there is one, right? I don't know. I can only edit his name and his mic settings. Oh, oh, Bobby. I can't give him a face. I'm sorry. Uh, Somewhere in there, uh, Double T, I thought, did you say that one Mr. Birch sent you the knobs hole? Oh, yeah. Many years ago, we had Casey Catal and Brian, uh, excuse me, and Brandon Kirk in studio. Okay. Because you know you sent you, you sent that to me, and yeah. I've sent it off since. So I, well, I'm just let him. I th- I thank Mr. Birch because that still lives on. Well, he sent it to me many years ago, and then recent the last person to send we, it to we, me. We like we like to thank you. Fuck this! I'm disconnecting this. Fuck this shit. Fuck technology. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this thing. It sounds like shit every week. 
I try to do something to fucking better the show, and it's fucking worse. All right, nobody's yelling at you. Relax, big No, guy. but I can tell by the look in your eye. You're like, Tony, God damn it. And I, I'm like, I know, no, I get I it. I suck. I didn't, well, you, didn't you didn't have to say anything. I didn't say it. I didn't even say it with my so eyes. Now, Kevin can't even see me, and he knows I didn't right. say it with my eyes. No, no. I, I think that we all just appreciate effort, right, Matt? I think that's... I'm not that's, mad. I was going to yeah. say the last person to send me the butthole picture was Conrad Thompson. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> Like my life is spiraling into knobs' butthole. Well, Tony, we're going to pull you out of that butthole right now as we're going to talk a little No Way Out 2005. This week's Wizards Rewind. Eight mm-hmm. years ago today, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the Mellon Arena. Mellon? I hardly knew her. 9,500 people. Yes, 9,500 people jam-packed to the rafters. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I picked this just because it fell on this particular day. It was on the list. And I said, I've never seen the show. And this might be uh, something we could all watch and laugh and, and have a good time with. And I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think this was a terrible show. No, I agree. Not 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 nearly as bad as you would think it is considering the lineup, but really entertaining stuff. I thought it was it was a fun show. I thought the, the quality of wrestling was pretty damn good. Uh, the diva stuff kind of threw me off, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of right with you. It was, it was an enjoyable watch. Kevin, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I I've definitely seen the show before, and uh, I and I've definitely uh, I definitely enjoyed watching it back again. Uh, of course, you know I love the, the WWE Cruiserweights, so obviously. Uh, Seeing Paul London and Chavo and Shannon Moore and all those guys was really cool. So we kick off the show uh, with a little enemy from Chris Jericho's band, Fozzie. (laughs) He's relocated. He's giving us the tour. He's at Starbucks now. I've never been. (laughs) Only outside. What the fuck is going on? I feel like we're in like a take on me video. Kind of a little bit, yeah. Take on me. Take on me. So Chris Jericho's enemy is the theme song. And I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> Can I just leave? Uh... I'm leaving. <laughs> I want no. I want him to stay. This is awesome. <laughs> elbow. Is that his elbow? What is that? Don't forget his finger. <laughs> I mean, if you can participate in the conversation, stay. You don't have to be on video. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable not being on video, then I guess you can leave or you could just uh, hang out. Whatever you want to do, Kevin. So Enemy was Chris, the, the theme <laughs> song. Hey, you guys still there? <laughs> oh, yeah, I watch the show a lot.
hope he knows I'm not making fun of him. It's just the situation's hysterical. <laughs> um, you guys know what the theme song to the show was? Yeah, it was uh, Enemy. By Fozzie. Off By of Fozzie, Cinnamon yeah. Bones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fozzie's great. You guys hear me? Yep. <laughs> this show was 18 years ago, right? <laughs> yep. On this day, 18 years ago. On this day. On this day. <laughs> hey, I heard Fozzie do the theme song. <laughs> yep. Uh, your your screen gimmick is weird. It looks like the Wednesday night Mark Order thing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> is the show on Wednesday night? Red? This Wednesday night. <laughs> 100th episode of the Mark Order podcast. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> his mic is muted. I, I just, he muted his mic. That's, uh, listen, if he can come back in, he can come back in. It's KJG. Absolutely. I'd love to have him come back in. This is right in, 05 WWE is right in his wheelhouse. Fuck yeah. So, we're hot off the Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I just don't know if the internet connection is going to be good enough. That's all as I'm saying. I'm going to stick around, but I don't think me talking would benefit the show. <laughs> hey, this show took place 18 years ago, right? Yes, it did. So is this the show that Fozzie had the theme song to? Yes, Enemy from Sin and Bones was the theme song. I remember that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Do you remember who won the 2005 Royal Rumble? Judas. No, that's not. Oh, oh yeah, Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Batista, uh, fresh off of his Royal Rumble win. We're not sure where he's showing up. Is he going to show up on Raw or is he going to show up on SmackDown? Now you see, I didn't, I didn't understand any of this shit, right? Because John Cena was in an eliminator to fucking go after JBL. So then, why are we having this whole Batista side story thing? Like, what was the point of this? Wasn't he? Because with him winning, he was able to choose what champion he faced. Yeah, but then why did they have the whole like? Kurt Angle, John Cena elimination uh, tournament final to face JBL specifically. Was this was it always going to be an option that this was going to be a three way? Like it didn't make sense. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember the entire storyline. I guess See, from, that, from that. Yeah, that's that's probably part of the problem. Is that like I don't remember it either. Right. That was the Royal Rumble where they both fell out at the same time and McMahon blew his quads out. Right. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. I think what was Triple H was the champ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So I think the night. So obviously Batista wins the Rumble, so he gets to pick who he goes after first. And then Cena wins his match here, and we'll get into that. And then he gets he's going to WrestleMania to wrestle for a championship. And I guess who he wrestles is dependent upon who Batista picks. And I believe, and I have to look. The next night is when. Triple H gives him the thumbs, thumbs down. Yeah. And then that's when Batista makes up his mind that he's going to go after trips. And then. 
Oh, because Triple H was talking shit the whole time about Batista behind his back. Now I remember this. Yeah. He was talking shit. Like, besides, why wouldn't Batista go after JBL? He's never going to beat me anyway. And that's when Batista was like, you know what? And he signed against Triple H. That's what the story was. Good. That was good. That was good. But so Batista's the champ, or he's going to, he wins the Rumble. JBL's got his cabinet. They're feuding with the big show because of what happened at the Royal Rumble. Yep. John Cena was involved in that. So that's why Cena's in this this uh number one contenders tournament gimmick, right? So that's the opening thing. And they're gonna put him to Teddy Long says, player, we're gonna put you in a baba steel cage. <laughs> to keep everybody out. Keep the cabinet out. We don't need no Orlando Jones, Jordan, whatever the fuck his mess is. Orlando Jones Fashion Brothers. I don't want to sound insensitive to the burn victims out here in this world, but the Basham brothers look like a couple of burn victims. Oof. They were talented, though. You got to give them some credit, man. They, they, those going, dudes were talented. I'm just going. Tonight's I'm going on looks. Oh, All right, burn victims. All right. Burn there you victims. go. They kick off the show. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. It's supposed to be Rey and RVD, but RVD's hurt. So he's going to step in and he's going to be the tag team partner and they're going to challenge the Basham brothers who won't let it go and they will constantly remind you that they are the tag team champions and they are the what are they they're the world fuck. tag team no they were like the the security blanket for JBL but they had like oh, a his, acronym for him one of his cat oh the the do the do the, the secretaries of defense oh the sod's yeah the sods. Yeah, they kept pointing at their fucking belt buckles, and you thought they were pointing at their dick dongs. Dick dong. Dick dongs. Yes. Dick dongs. Sods. What a couple of sods. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic opening tag match. I like the story that they told with uh, Eddie wanting to cheat, Ray not letting him cheat, but then eventually he agrees to let Eddie cheat, and they end up with the tag team championships. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. A, that was a cool little twist there by Ray. By Ray realizing. The shit they were in with the Bashams wanting to cheat. So he's like, fuck it. Good for the goose. Good for the gander. Good for us. Good for you. I would like to say, I thought Michael Cole and Taz, criminally underrated. They were so fucking good together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though Michael Cole called everything a DDT. <laughs> yeah. The with Within this, this match, the only thing that I didn't like was when he explained why Ray was okay with cheating. Like I understand like they're painting the picture and they're, they're giving you more insight, but some things are just so obvious and in front of your face. I feel like when they go ahead to take that extra step to explain it further, it kind of takes me, it takes me out of it a little bit. Cause like, of course that's what he sees. That's what he's doing. So that was the only thing like I didn't care for uh, as far as this match goes, was just that, that ending commentary nugget. Fair enough. I thought, yeah. like I said, I think, I, um, I oh, think sorry. that Cole. No, nah, it's fine. I, I think that Cole and uh, and Taz are actually amongst like the best commentary teams of all time. So I don't, I don't think they're underrated. I just think they're they're super good, and they, I think they do get the acknowledgement that they do deserve. Uh, right up there with like Jr. and uh, and Lawler, or even Shivani and Monsoon, or Bobby Heenan and Monsoon. So I, I agree with I agree that they were really good on this show, hundred percent. Um, moving on for the tag match, 
I've never seen a Heidenreich match in my life before tonight. Now, uh, Kevin Rogue, I don't know if you're familiar. I know Tony and Kevin are. I was out at this point. I was not watching wrestling at all. Yeah, so he had, told me that. So I, so it's fun for me to go back and see this stuff. And obviously, I know like the Triple H and the Batista thing. Like I know <laughs> some of that, but the lesser, like, dude, this guy looked. This guy, this Heidenreich character looked awesome, right? He's fucking six seven, fucking three hundred pounds. He's pretty pretty cut, right? Yeah. Why is he reading fucking goofy poetry? What is going on here? I I never got that part to his, him or his character either because it seems like it never seemed like they found the right groove for him, and then it seems like they just kept on going like further and further into like just a guy that's lost his mind, like all the way into the like the poetry and all that kind of stuff. I didn't care for it. Uh, it seemed like, you know, maybe they're trying to go for a newer aged, more psychotic psycho sit, but I think they just, that he went a little too mental. Yeah. He was going crazy. Yeah. That was the thing. And he's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not right. crazy. Right. I miss, I miss the Heidenreich where he wanted to be everybody's friend. Where he's like, everybody's my friend. And he would come out to the ring doing this shit. <laughs> and dancing. <laughs> But yeah, he, he was he was an impressive specimen, and uh, Mr. Luther Reigns was pretty impressive looking dude too. Oh, we'll, get the Luther. we'll get to Luther, oh Luther, <laughs> in a little bit here, buddy. Um, why did he have this match? Because he's not crazy. I, I have no idea what the setup was for this match. I felt like there was no story to this and just Booker T show. Maybe something happened on SmackDown. Something Could've happened been. on SmackDown. Yeah. Could have been. I don't know. This was so weird. <laughs> and it was so... I don't know. Booker T just doesn't do it for me either. Like, WWE Booker T doesn't work for me. And why? I don't know why? I don't know why. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Like he can't take away his talent. I loved him in WCW. That singles run when he finally you know broke away from Harlem Heat was awesome. The stuff with Benoit was great. Him being the champ was awesome. I don't know. I just wasn't. Maybe it was because of the, with Charmel and he was King Booker or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, King he never really did anything for me. King Booker was, was real rough, but I, I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was good. I didn't in the confines of like this event and this match. You could have you could have thrown this one right out the window. Like there was there was nothing there for me in the match. So, Tony, oh hail King Booker! You didn't like King Booker? I didn't like King Booker, not at all. The only thing I didn't like about King Booker was when him and Charmel lost to the Boogeyman. <laughs> Coming to get you. Oh, yeah, so Heidenreich gets disqualified here for using a chair outside, right? And yep. then he tries to pin fucking Booker. This, there was, this was some weird Kamala shit going on here, you know? Oh, that's a good call. Like, didn't realize that the match was over, and they're like, nah, man, you're done. Get out of here. Oh, and don't forget, before this match, we got the first of three installments of the <laughs> 2005 SmackDown Rookie Diva of the Year contest hosted by Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie. Well, for a little while, Dawn Marie, anyway. Um, what a we, hunk of shit. Dude, Joy Giovanni, Michelle McCool, and two other women I've never heard of. <laughs> never, ever, ever heard of. 
Well, Raquel Lowen. I think they said she was a playgirl. Ooh, oh, really? Was it Mae Valentine? No. Huh. Let's see. According to Raquel Lowen's Wikipedia, she was a model from Canada. Uh, she was in muscle oh. and fitness. Post WWE, she's these in nuts la- in her mouth. <laughs> lingerie football league. Ooh, oh, a veteran of the LFL. And nice. then Lauren Jones. She was an actress. She was on The Price Is Right. She was in The Expendables. And she wait, be- was she a contestant or was she like one of the models? Like, was she, she was one of the she was in the crowd. She was one of Barker's beauties. Oh, nice! One of the ones he didn't molest, she allegedly. One of Barker's bobbers? Is that? It's the same sound that the fucking wheel makes when you spin it. <laughs> and then there was Michelle McCool and her yuck face. Well, I remember watching The Price is Right. If you're not watching the episode, you're missing out on <laughs> gems. Go back and go go to YouTube, people. Seriously, if you're listening on the bus and it's two days later, put on the YouTube. Uh, Michelle McCool was there with her yuck face, and then there's Joy Giovanni, who was a dime piece. Yes. So what was the first competition? A special talent. No, oh, that was later that was on. The first one, yeah. The first, the first one, one, the second one was the bikini, wasn't it? And then the, the next one was the talent. I forget how it goes. No, oh, didn't the first oh, the, one didn't? What's her nuts massage fucking Tori Wilson in the ring? Yes, and then they yeah. gave uh, they gave Rochelle the fucking joke. He's like, my I'm talent. gonna t- I'm gonna tell a joke. Oh, here's Tony's talent. He's my talent. He's got to work on that. And she's like, How do you make a Kleenex dance? Oh, you put a geez. boogie in it, and the the crowd fucking turned on her right there. They didn't give a flying fuck after that it's like what do you do like how do you do that to her but then let uh you know all the the horn dogs in the in the place get all rowdy over a you know a massage tutorial it's it was i think they gave her no shot they gave her no chance do you do you feel weird weird now as like an older gentleman watching shit like this uh like in the pants I was like, I hope my mother-in-law doesn't walk into the living room while I'm watching this. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm watching, I'm like, now what if my wife walks in? It's like, I'm like, it's a wrestling show, whatever, but still, it's like, what the fuck are you watching, you know? It's a, it's a talent thing. It's a, the Rookie Diva talent contest. It was awful. It was bad. It was very bad. Um, I don't think we need to break down the Diva contest. Joy Giovanni wins. Oh, and Michelle McCool body slams Dawn Marie. Yeah, I hope that led to a feud. <laughs> See, that, and that was funny because if you pay attention to the crowd, the crowd there seemed to be really into Michelle McCool. Yeah. But then when they go to the results, it's like Joy Giovanni just blew everybody away. It's because she was showing butt crack. Yeah, a little bit. She was she was letting that shit come out a little bit there. Don Marie throughout, the, throughout all of it was, was horrible. Don yeah, Marie was just bad. Just yeah, bad. she sucks. She's awful. Yeah, she uh yeah, this she's, bad. She stole Kamala's money too, didn't she? Did she? 
wasn't wasn't she like part of Wrestlers Rescue and she was raising money for them and then it was a whole thing where they weren't giving anybody any money. Let's see. Yeah, Wrestlers Rescue, wasn't it? And they were supposed to raise money for Kamala and, and a bunch of other wrestlers. And then they took the ducats. That was what was alleged. And I think she was with Pat uh, Pat Kinney at the time, wasn't she? Diamond Diamond, weren't they? Weren't they an item? Yeah, but that was uh, earlier, I guess. Maybe she I married Matthew Damata in two thousand and five. What was Damata with him? Getting <laughs> nailed it. Oh yeah, she put out she put out a video. Oh my god, I remember all this shit. Domery has issued a lengthy video statement discussing her recent dealings with amputee James Kamala Harris. Wow, that's so weird saying Kamala Harris, right? And past <laughs> controversies involving her Wrestlers Rescue Foundation. Ooh, baby. <laughs> she contributed three grand to Dr. Death Steve Williams' medical bills. Um, there was leftover money, but supposedly that money was used to create a scholarship in Dr. Death's name. Yes, I don't know. There was a whole bunch of shit that I remember going on with this. She aborted the, there, there was apparently a campaign to get Jerry Lynn back surgery in 2010. <laughs> Did I miss something? No, you were like, she aborted, and then you stopped. And I was like, oh, Well, enough about Dawn Marie. She was terrible here. Apparently, sure she lives in Rawway, New Jersey, according to her Wikipedia. Ooh, I wonder if she lives off the parkway. Uh, Isn't everything go. off the parkway in New Jersey? Have, practically. Or the turnpike, column A, column B. Uh, we have the Cruiserweight Open for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Funaki um, Wang is what? Aiko? Akio. There you go. Akio, yeah. There. Paul London, Shannon Moore, Spike Dudley, and Chavo Guerrero. Chavo okay. Guerrero. Okay. How was Funaki the champion going into this? How does he get the first straw? How does he lose immediately? And how does he call Spike Dudley his spot in the match? Like, this whole fucking beginning, like five ten minutes, was worthless garbage. It really was. And what was the point of having everybody else on the apron? Usually, yeah. one of these shits doesn't the other guy just come down the aisle and jump in the ring? Yep. Yeah, I, I had that same thought too. I think they, w- when he was doing his uh, that indeed, like that was that was over pretty big. So I can understand him having a you know a, a short run with the cruiserweight title. But the setup of the the match, having everybody on the outside, completely kind of fucked with the flow of it. As far as being able to watch it, um, it was it was an okay little match. I have no recollection of Akio whatsoever. No yeah. idea. So it was either a real real short run or just a very forgettable one. It looks like uh, uh, Funaki beat Spike Dudley at Armageddon at the end of two thousand and four to win the title. Yep. Spike Dudley, former Cruiserweight champion? Yeah, the boss. He was the champion from July to December. What does that say about the Rey Mysterio Jr. for it? Fuck off. Fuck off no, man, on a SmackDown in Cincinnati, Ohio. Fuck off no. Kevin, what do you think? Oh, yeah, Spike Dudley. Yeah, the boss. <laughs> you, uh, do you remember Akio? Oh, yeah. Akio? <laughs> yeah. I, Akio, remember him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh. 
Hey, what do you think of the Pia would have been world champion in 2006, right? <laughs> he was, uh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was put together. He was aligned with Ryan Sakota. Oh, you ever have cicadas in your yard? <laughs> oh, yeah. That fucking loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they ended up being Tajiri's henchmen. Wait, Tajiri had henchmen. Yeah, it was this Ryan Sakota dude and uh, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. Sakota these nuts. They were uh, oh, Kai, yeah, Kai Dai, Kai and Tai, right? No, K Y O D A I. Oh, Kai and Sky. No, Dick. Kaiodai. 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 Villainous tag team Kaiodai, the henchman of native Japanese wrestler Tajiri. I no, I don't. I have no recollection oh. of this shit. Oh. All right. Well, he was in the fucking match. Well, good for him. I thought Paul Paul London looks awesome in this. Yeah, he was he was like channeling uh, Kerry Von Eric and Bruiser Brody with all the fucking tassels and the stomping. Don't you think? So think what's wrong with that? I don't know. And fucking Chavo won anyway. Ooh, yeah, Chavo. Chavo won. Whatever. Nine. Dun, a little dun, under ten minutes. Dun dun dun. Oh. Two championship matches in. It's like Sakota might be dead, he says. Oh, let's look up Ryan Sakota and see if he's dead. In fairness, I wish I had a profile picture as fucking good looking as that. I was oh, going to say, it, it he looks died like a in, profile uh, picture. He died in 2021. Oh. oh, shit. Way to bring the show down. All right. Yeah, it's depressing. Bring it up. Uh, so after that, so we've had two championship matches, two title changes. Next up, Luther Reigns and the Undertaker. Out comes Luther Reigns with uh, what? Mark Jindrak. Yes, Mark Jindrak. Stunt. And uh, before the Taker can even make his entrance, Jindrak's all fired up and he wants to fight, and the referee throws him out. Yeah. Yeah, because fuck Mark Jindrak. Well, these hey. guys not involved in the Undertaker's match at SmackDown a couple days earlier, and this is why we're here. Let me let me ask you this. Doesn't okay. this doesn't this lead to Jindrak and Reigns, or am I thinking of somebody else, wrestling the Undertaker in a two on one and then Nathan Jones comes out and helps him? Is that this coming WrestleMania? Was that WrestleMania two thousand five? WrestleMania twenty one, Undertaker wrestles Randy Orton. Oh, then I guess not. That must have been a, no. another WrestleMania. Um, I know what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, but I, I thought maybe it was this one because it was Luther Reigns, but I guess not. You're thinking of when, uh, when it was showing. Uh, that was probably it, yeah. yeah. Showing, was it ended up being like Albert, maybe? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was showing Albert against Taker. And Nathan Jones was supposed to be his partner, and then he wasn't, and then he helped him out anyway. Yeah. Riveting. Yep. Sakota later. <laughs> that didn't. So, John, John Cena, Undertaker, Luther Reigns. Dude. What? It wasn't terrible. Dude. It wasn't terrible. Luther Reigns is the drizzling shits. Nah, I thought, he, I thought he looked okay in this match. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you just shat on Mark Jindrak, 
who's who is a stud, Ooh, and then not stud. you, Double T. Diana's son, you fucking did. Re- rewind the goddamn him. tape. You shat all over him, and now you're you're praising fucking Luther Reigns. I wasn't praising him. Oh, I thought we were gonna get some. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we had a call in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that shit, brother. Uh, Go ahead with your your thought, Hansel Kevin. Yeah, come on, HK. No, that's what I I don't understand. I don't say because Shindrak is is head and shoulders above reigns i don't th- i don't think this was i think this match was would have been a great like our end of our one on smackdown match this i don't think it was rough. i don't think it was a very good match at all yeah. and i i don't i don't think if it wasn't for the undertaker this would have been complete trash oh the undertaker had to earn his fucking keep for the year in this match yep carrying this hunk of shit mm-hmm. you guys are crazy i'm not dude did we want Next Wizards Rewind, we're watching it together because I got to see what you see. <laughs> I got to see what you see. This was bad. It's bad. <laughs> Undertaker wins. No surprise. He decides. Uh, the Undertaker didn't go to a medical facility. You know, they tried to play that up with his neck injury. Oh, Jesus. Tony, <laughs> There's no like he never like wait he like does it and then it's right back to the mic right to talk into right, it. Right to his mouth, yeah. Oh, we got a caller. Oh, oh, Luther Reigns, garbage, Tony. Hundred <laughs> percent. What are you smoking? <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, appreciate you chiming in. Um. Next up, we have the tournament finals to determine the number, one, <laughs> the number one contender to the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 21. There was an eight-man ah, tournament. See? See? WWE Championship. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. See? Yeah. I okay. Aha. Aha. It was an eight-man tournament. Featuring Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, Orlando Jordan, John Cena, Underfaker, Rene Dupree, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle. Luther Reigns and Mark Jindrak attacked the Taker during the Rene Dupree match, so this was a double countout. Kurt Angle beat Rey Mysterio. He got a bye to the finals. John Cena went through Orlando Jordan. Booker T beat Eddie Guerrero. John Cena beat Booker T. Here we are. John Cena, U.S. champion, taking on Kurt Angle. Dude, Kurt Angle, I was not watching at this time, but even watching this 18 years later, dude, he is in te- he is one intense motherfucker. He's a fucking Not he's a only machine. that, but I think I think before we get to the match though, the, the real telling thing was earlier in the show when after Eddie and Ray won the tag belts, Eddie wanted one on one time with Cena. And he's like, you know. You know, you get in there, he's a machine, but he's still a man, and he'll get frustrated. And when he gets frustrated, that's when you make your move. Like this whole pep talk that they aired, and you're like, why is this airing? Because fucking Eddie Guerrero just put the stamp of approval on the next fucking big star, John Cena. That was fucking amazing. So going into this, you've got that story built in where now Cena got this pep talk. Hey, I know what the fuck I need to do to beat this guy. And it fucking plays the story perfectly, perfectly. 
Absolutely. And, and angle angle at this time, I think was, he was so far. just, he seemed like he was, he was so far ahead of everybody just with what he was doing uh, in the ring. Like he was so smooth transitions, spots, you name it. He was just, he was absolutely a machine. Yeah, and I think this is right. This is the birth of the wrestling machine, right? I Yeah, it doesn't come long after that. Because I know this is, so he he was the one in the triple threat match with the Big Show and JBL at the Royal Rumble, not John Cena. Yeah. I correct myself here. And then this is where the feud with HBK starts, because I think even during this match, I think people were chanting for HBK at one point. Okay. I didn't pick up on that, but very well could have. Uh, fantastic match, great. You know, they they gave the, the history. John Cena was, the, you know, he stepped up. His debut was against Kurt Angle a couple years ago on SmackDown. He gave him a run for his money. He even got the stamp of approval from the Taker. Uh, John Cena ends up, ends up winning, and he is now the number one contender. Uh, I love this match. This was my favorite match of the night. What did you guys think? I, I 100% agree. I, I it was my it was my favorite match as well. It is it is awesome to see. John Cena, like pre-complete explosion, Super Cena, like in this time period, because I think that when he became Super Cena and the fans were kind of turning on him, I think it discredited some of what his actual and true abilities in the ring were, because he was very good too. And this match wasn't as good as Kurt Angle is and was. This wasn't all Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Carrying John Cena by any stretch, I think they did. They did equal work in the match, and it was it was phenomenal. I mean, Cena Cena was. Like I say I think once he hit that Super Cena and fans started to turn on him, like people kind of forgot how good he was. You know, great match for the night. I will go against the grain though. I really, really, really loved the opening tag match. I thought that told a great story. Uh, you could tell that John Cena was a little green in this one, but that tag match, man, everything just seemed like it was hitting on all cylinders. The fucking hot tag, when it came, it fucking came, dude. With the fucking cheating and Eddie and, and Ray having that moment. Not that I'm taking anything away from this match. Personal preference, that tag title match. But yes, this one, definitely up there. Definitely up there. So we are at... I'm sorry, are we boring you? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking... Jumping rope in the attic all day? What are you? God damn! Excuse me. That was a big yawn. Yeah. You fucking hauling two thousand miles to Kansas City and <laughs> on the fucking big rig. He's bound down, <laughs> loaded up and trucking. <laughs> fucking big outside, rig, Betty. Meet outside, you at the truck uh, stop. I was chopping some wood today. Oh fucking a! Yeah, man. Got to got to start taking care of that wood pile out there. Got to. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? Did Jackal show up? That's right. Take it easy, Jesse James. Everybody loves a good Jackal shout out. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. She loves the cock. Um,. Barbed wire steel cage match for the WWE Championship. JBL. Defending against the Big Show, he comes in in his limousine. It doesn't have the horns on it because the Big Show ripped them off. Batista is involved in the story leading up to this, where he saved the Big Show, um, and we're going to put him in a barbed wire steel cage with the idea to keep the cabinet out. You can win by pinfall submission or climbing over the top rope, 
or climbing over the cage uh, over the barbed wire, which played into the match. Uh, I like this because I thought it was, for what it was, it was a good match. Um, of course, there's going to be shenanigans with the bolt cutters and such. I thought the finish was super creative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because I, again, not really up on this era. So when Big Show walks out and they just have the camera on him, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought it was Cena JBL at 21. <laughs> and then the announcer, Mark Schimmel, announces JBL as the winner. And everyone plays like, oh, my God, how did he get out? And then they show that he crawls out from under the ring. So I thought that was super creative. And I guess this is an era where they were just juice into juice. This is like every match is a John Moxley match. No, I don't think so. Uh, Who else juiced on the show? No, but I mean, like your big championship matches. Well, I mean, it was a cage match and it made sense, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think I think it was uh, it was an entertaining match. The the finish, like you're 100 percent right, it was a super creative way to go. It was a little frustrating for me that they focused only on Big Show and then showed you on the replay how he got through the cage. I thought they could have maybe done that camera work a little bit differently. Uh, but but here's here's the funny thing though, they're showing Big Show come out the cage and he stops on like the second step and he's like, and then right. and then the bell rings and he's not moving. It's like. <laughs> Now you know something's up. Right. You know, he right. didn't realize it, but once you saw once you heard the bell, saw that he wasn't on the floor yet, then you knew it was like, oh, what the fuck happened? Right. But don't in like in the confines of the match, and this I might be getting a little too particular about rules, don't they say through the door, over the top, submission, or pinfall? Oh, so he cage, right? I'm did just they, saying did, what they did, said was you have to go. Climb did over they the specify or, though? I'd have to go back and watch. I could have swore they did. I feel like they did. Like, yeah. So like that part of it was the part that like, and I'll get I get kind of hung up on rules. So that part of it was the the part that kind of bothered me. But overall, super creative, fun fun watch. I do like that they you know they came down and they slid the bolt cutters in. Uh, when JBL dropped the bolt cutters, his reaction was fucking priceless. Uh, I forget how entertaining. He was like he it was almost like he got worse in the ring as time went on, but he got so much better character wise. So yeah. if you can focus on like how character driven he becomes and how entertaining he becomes, you almost forget how much like his in ring work kind of started going downhill. So uh, it was good. It was a fun watch. It was JBL as world champion, as WWE champion. That That's one of my guilty pleasures at that time. I really enjoyed the shit out of JBL. Yes. I really did. Um yeah, but definitely for I mean, I think I think the story was like he was he was like almost like done, like he was going to retire and then they talked him into sticking around and that's how the whole run came into play and everything and you know, he was in there with some he was in there with some big names like the whole start of his run was Eddie Guerrero, you know, and that fucking match was brutal as shit, you know? But that that played up to what JBL was. It also didn't hurt that fucking you know, Eddie tapped a fucking artery and was bleeding like a 1.5 Muda. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that helps. You all right, dude? Yeah, why? He's think... getting emotional. I know. He looked a little sad. No, I'm not sad. I'm good. Did, did Triple H and William Regal text you by chance? Oh, they did. They said they oh, love nice. the show. Oh, love good. the show. It's a lot. Keep up the good work. 
I think I have, I'm either I have allergies or I'm dying. Uh, column A, column B. Yeah, no. one of the two. So overall, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the show a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I give this a solid B. I think so. Maybe a B plus because there were two excellent matches on this thing. Well, yeah, really and then, good. Yeah. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead the end. So JBL escapes the cage. Right, Batista runs out, chases him out the cabinet, and then Batista sca- uh, JBL escapes. But who stops him? Super Cena, and he throws him through the tables. And then Batista standing on there, he's saying, "I want you, motherfucker." And John Cena's like, "Uh, uh, I'm getting this, bitches." <laughs> that's how the show goes off the air. But you don't know who's getting the title shot at Mania. Did you find it peculiar at all that throughout the entire show we were waiting for Batista to show up, and then he showed up in full wrestling gear? I made a joke about that. Yeah. When he came running out in full gear. Right. Yeah. We didn't even know he was in the building, and all of a sudden, not only is he in the building, but he's he's geared up and ready to wrestle. That's what they always tell you. Bring your gear. Bring your gear, yeah. That's, I mean, good point. Good point. Fun show. I agree. A lot of fun. I would recommend it. I'd give it a solid B as well, Tony. Cha-ching. HK? Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, I think B is a fair grade. I, I, I will fall in line with, with, uh, with both of you. I think B is, B is fun. And the other thing is, it was an easy watch as well. And you don't, like, you don't always get that from this, from this era, but it was, it was a like, sit back, have it on, relax, and just be, be entertained. So it was, it was an easy watch, and it was fun. So if you have a chance, go check it out. It's on WWE Network. Yeah, it's uh, like probably... fucking season 75, fucking oh, episode 42. WWE Network, it's the fucking worst. Yep, fuck them. As we, as we pull the train into the station, there's two more things I want to talk about. Unfortunately, we lost two people this week that have tied into the wrestling community. One is Jerry Jarrett. Yeah. Like, and I get Jerry Jarrett has become like a punchline to like uh, to Bruce Pritchard and like the whole chicken salad thing and whatnot, but. When it came to wrestling, there's probably there probably hasn't been a promoter as prolific and has and as trained and as educated as Jerry Jarrett was. And from from what I hear, even listening like, you know, you listen to Jim Cornette, you listen to Bruce Pritchard, but even Cornette talking this week, like Jerry Jarrett was tapped to take over the company, at least from at least the book, if McMahon was gonna wind up in prison on the steroid trial. He said that's a fact, no matter what you heard from anybody else, no matter what Bruce Pritchard says. So for Vince McMahon, a guy with the, like the million-dollar company, the guy that was worldwide, tapping Jerry Jarrett, you know the guy's got pedigree. And I think they even traced it back. Like Jerry Jarrett was learning promoting from people who learned how to promote going back to like the 1900s. Like that's like early 1900s, like 1900s and 19-teens, like – that's how far back his pedigree goes in booking the wrestling business. He was booking shows when he was like in his early twenties and people had no idea, but he was tapped to start booking all these other territories as they fell under Memphis. And then eventually it all became his. Yeah. He was really innovative with the skits and the interviews versus uh, doing, taking that one hour TV time and having it full of wrestling matches, the, the skits and the interviews really sold the, the circuit for them. And it was super, it's part of what made Memphis successful at the time. Yeah. So unfortunately we lost Jerry Jarrett at 80 years old this week. Um, 
we also lost uh, Richard Belzer, Detective ah. Law and Order SVU. Obviously, if you're familiar with Richard Belzer, a lot of people know him as Detective Munch from Law and Order SVU. But uh, there was a time when he was doing like a late night talk show and uh, they were promoting what? WrestleMania? It was the original WrestleMania. It was like literally like days before or a week before WrestleMania. He had Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on. Just, I mean, Hogan and T were making the rounds. They hosted SNL that week. You know, they were doing interviews all over the city. So, yeah, Richard, what was it? Top? It was Top something. I forget what the hell the name of his talk show was. And uh, if you go back and watch the video, you'll understand. Like, Richard Belzer was a dick. He really was. <laughs> Did he deserve what happened to him? If you don't know, he was insistent that somebody put him in a wrestling hold. So the Hulkster brother put him in a front face lock. And uh, lights out Belzer. And when Hogan let go of the hold, Belzer just fall, fell to the floor like a sack of wet clothes and split his head open. And he had some scrub. I don't even know who the guy was. Finished the show because they had to take him to the hospital. He took like nine or ten stitches. He asked for it. He oh, literally man. asked for it. Yep. Sued one uh, some sort of settlement. Um, wound up opening a ranch somewhere in Europe, and he named it Shea Hogan, which is a fucking dick move. And on top of that, his case wound up setting precedent in New York because he owed his lawyers a third of the settlement on a contingency basis, and he was trying to talk himself out of it, going, oh, I was under duress. I didn't know what I was signing this and that. And the court said, no, this was the deal you made. You signed a contingency, so you got to cough up the money to your attorneys. This is what pays them. So good on you, Bells. You fucking split your head open. You stole some <laughs> money from the Hulkster and World Wrestling Federation. And you had to pay your attorneys, you fucking cheapskate. Rest in peace, Richard Belzer. Fuck them. <laughs> and then we're going to add it on a, a positive note here, guys. Fuck yes. A uh, friend of the show, MLW wrestler Richard Holiday, completed his chemotherapy treatments. Uh, and he got to ring the bell. It was on his social media Friday. So, uh, you know. Let's uh, let's keep our prayers prayers with Richard. He's he's not entirely out of the woods yet, but things are looking up. So, good man, good. He's a good dude. Great news, great fantastic news, news for him. Oh shit! Oh, boy, boy. Come on, here it uh, comes. Uh, you are oh, so good looking. Oh man, what a sneezer! Gross. What a sneezer! Oh, I think I got another one. Oh, oh boy! Oh, uh-oh. <gasps> oh, oh, oh! You are so son good of a look. bitch. Son of a bitch. Well, this has been a blast. Um. Oh, oh! Whoa, 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 whoa! One thing, one thing. There is no way we can move and close this show out with reminding everybody that on this day on know, this day you know what happened on this day tony i'm looking for, i'm looking at you here for this one on this day 1978 do you know what happened february 20th 1978 was no it couldn't have been that is this wrestling related this is wrestling related and it's huge it's one of my favorites february 20th 1978 uh is this WWF? It is well WWF, yes. This is this is oh, this is superstar Billy Graham 
losing the championship to Minnesota's own Bobby Backlund. Ah! Woo! I knew I was going to get there. 1978 started his 2135-day reign on this day in 1978. A real man, a, who a real champion, Uncle Bobby B, baby. <laughs> Woo! You got to We got to watch two oh five. We should have watched Backlund Graham. Oh, dude, we got to start watching some seventies wrestling for these rewinds. We what really are you do. fucking on drugs? No, I follow Bob Backlund. I stay away from the marijuana. Oh, how was the match? Good. It was a fucking 40-minute bear hug. Oh, a 40-minute bear hug and a fucking headlock. I'm sorry. It's not fucking Moxley cutting himself open 20 seconds into the match, hitting himself in a chair on the outside. (laughs) Slicey, slicey, slicey. Hey, camera number two, focus in. Moxley's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't know why you're so miserable, Tony. <laughs> you know, I try and watch the show. I come down to the Whole Foods to get some. Fr- hey, oh, I'll never say anything bad about AEW. Love that show. Uh, it's my favorite promotion. I watch it all the time. Just can't remember what happened. Oh, oh, the best. Super fun. <laughs> There's a sale on on organic avocados. I got the 7.30 spot Thursday at uh, Starbucks in West Orange. That's right next to a Whole Foods. Win, double win for me. Oh, there's a Trader Joe's down the street. Oh, You like Trader Joe's? Who, me? No, I hate Trader Joe's. He did, oh, he, he did look like somebody that would readily be able to sell you some hemp rope. <laughs> Wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> go sit on your bidet, you fucking truck driving fucker. It's not even here to defend them, so I feel bad. Go have sex with your sister. <laughs> uh, we, yo, he knows we love him. Come on now, fifteenth wall here. <laughs> he was hot at me, man. Oh, he was a little bit. Oh no, come on, bro. Oh. All right, can we fucking can we play the fart music, please? Yeah, play the fart music, man. This has been a lot of fun. Episode 625 in the book. Next week, another show with no guest. We're going uh we're doing a what if. We're going 1990. What if Bret Hart leaves the WWF and signs with WCW? Uh, oh, look at that. So if you want to tune in next week, that's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of fantasy booking, a lot of what if, a lot of Tony uh, playing with his hits. Plus, we'll be covering all the news and happenings in the week that was uh, professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, check it out. At Wizards Podcast is the Twitter handle. Follow us. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, check out Handsome Kevin at Year of Pod. Uh, Diana's son. Uh, his father has a great flower shop in the nurse. Check that out. Right, flowers by Chuck if you need some flowers. And, uh, Kevin will be in Starbucks area doing uh, fucking the animals comedy. I don't fucking <laughs> I think I got a shit and I think I got to make dinner, so I'm like, torn right now. Eat on the toilet, bro. 
No, I can't make dinner on the toilet, dude. Sure you can! How does that even work? Get a hot plate and put it on your little stool. A little Bunsen burner. Bunsen burner? No, get a fucking hot plate, bro. Fuck a microwave, then. Fuck yeah, now you're talking. What, do you want me to fucking kill myself? Put a microwave by the bathroom? Well, after you have dinner, jump in the tub. Yeah, bring your toaster. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, tuning in. Come back next week. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, doing this podcast thing. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon? I don't fucking know. Hey, you know your commercial thing doesn't fit the screen, Tony? Yeah, I know. You know how hard it is to try to figure out how to big to fucking make that? I really thought I had to figure it out. I guess I don't. Wow, see all this extra up top? It's no good. Yeah, I know, but if you, like, if, if everybody away. stopped your cams, maybe you go, away. go away. You go away. I don't... Oh, what do you think? Stop. Everyone stop their cams. Let's see. All right. Stop your cams. And now put, and, yeah. No. <laughs> Come on, HK. There, now put the thing oh, up. he took himself out. Why'd he do that? I don't See, know. now it works. Weirdo. That's better. Yeah, there you go. Oh, shit. I think I removed Matt. Dude. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I really on? enjoyed the show tonight, guys. I was having a good time. Oh, the show was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we, had, yeah. we had a great show. I like when, when Bert from South Carolina tuned in. Oh, fuck South Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> good night, Diana. Oh, got to say good